0: The scene is Rockaway. The time is my childhood. It's my old neighborhood, and forgive me if I tend to romanticize the past. I mean, it wasn't always as stormy and rain swept as this, but I remember it that way because that was it at its most beautiful. In those days, the radio was constantly playing at our house. old radio stories and I know a million of them I've collected them down through the years like a hobby anecdotes and gossip and inside stories about the stars plus I recall so many personal experiences from when I grew up and listened to one show after another this girl singing used to be a favorite at my house one of many now it's all gone except for the memories and I've never forgotten any of those people or any of the voices we used to hear on the radio Although the truth is, with the passing of each New Year's Eve, those voices do seem to grow dimmer and dimmer.
1: This is Rock and Roll Radio. Come on, let's rock and roll with the Ramones.
3: 14
4: And I've mangled the time right out of the gate It is 4 minutes and 15 seconds after the hour of 11 And this is the month of December in the year of our Lord 2008 Thank you for coming along and making a part of your listening day We are live from the plushly appointed yet not overly really ostentatious awesome, Studios of AM 970 The Talker, beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon uh, This, my friends, is the Rick Emerson Radio Program It is Monday and welcome to day twelve. Thank you for coming along today. By the way, in case anybody uh, is keeping track of the state of the studio, so the squeak in the door has actually been fixed, but on the other hand, the outside doorknob is now just gone. And if you want to get into the studio or out of the studio, you are in fact required to use a plastic coat hanger.
3: It is the revenge of the squeak.
4: Just <sighs> doing more with less, Tim.
5: It didn't want to go away. So. <sighs>
4: All right, for the love of God. It's five oh three seven three three two nine seven. If you'd like to join us today, five oh three. Seven three three two, nine seventy. Is your microphone working, sir? Hello? All right. It
5: kind of is. Oh, man.
4: Is your microphone not at full force? Yeah, wa- it
5: sounds a little crackly. Do you hear that?
4: I you can hear you. It sounds fine. Okay. All right. Does Matt need to come in here and take a look at that?
5: Nah, nah. We have more important things. All
4: right. Well, the processing, will, uh, we'll fix it in post. Okay. We can give you a nice new microphone over here. It's, can you, um, it sounds awkward. Can you drop Tim's mic just a little bit? It's just too much, Tim. It's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. If you'd like to get on board with your comments, questions, clarifications, Kavetches, Kevichas, two cents. On and on till the break of dawn. Uh you can also email if you like. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com, Sarah at nine seventy a.m. Tim at nine seventy a.m. Richie with the T at nine seventy And Sarah is now uh, frantically clicking the microphone on and off buttons back and forth a thousand times trying to fix whatever it is that's wrong with her microphone.
3: How does it sound? That sounds better.
4: I mean, I can (laughs) hear hear you. you, Your presence is a little low, but what are you Mm going to do? All right. We have machinery to fix that. Yes, we do. Anywho, ladies and gentlemen, working on the following stories for your edification on this Monday, Tim Riley.
3: Portland's first hybrid public toilet is being flushed as we speak. A man is car by a woman in Woodburn a forest girl man goes to a strip club then crosses the street to expose himself at Target I love this Tom why mm-hmm. the st- stars of a Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eber announce President Baen Obama promises not to smoke in the White House a woman is accused of allowing her teenage daughter to dance at a sex party an armless woman becomes the first <laughs> to fly a plane using her feet
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> Go
3: ahead. (laughs) We love it all. National media shakedown continues. You probably heard about the impending sales of newspapers in Miami and Denver getting close to folding. Layoffs all over the place now. A bankruptcy for Tribune, which owns several newspapers and television stations, including Portland's uh, CW and KTL in Los Angeles and Q13 in Seattle. NBC is shedding 500 jobs and this just continues and continues and it's affecting everyone in this business that is true um so let's go ahead and
4: so this is a uh this is a good time to have
3: pull up a chair because we have a serious discussion here yeah
4: here. this is a uh, this is a good time to have your coffee break your cigarette break um whatever it is that you're uh Whatever it is that you're going to be... Uh, Pick a vice. Yeah. Whatever yeah, and, it is you're and going to be if your radio
3: in. is just on the background, you may want to turn it up because this is a special announcement that you won't want to miss.
4: I suppose that's a relative statement. Mm-hmm.
3: So, um,
4: it is Monday. It is uh, December, December 8th, I believe. And um, so, as you just heard Tim saying in that opening, uh, lots going on in the world, not just the armless woman flying a plane, um, lots of streamlining, lots of restructuring, whatever term people like to use for it.
3: And in all industries.
4: In all industries across the board. We
3: all know somebody. We all know somebody who has lost their job lately.
4: And everybody, I think, is no more uh, right now than one or two degrees away from somebody who has been affected by this. And sometimes you are not even two degrees away. Sometimes you are not even one degree away. So... Before we do anything else today, before we plunge headlong into whatever the next few hours are going to sound like, um, we should say that this is not, as many, many, many of you already know, not a theoretical recession that we are in. It is not a, It is not an abstract thing. It's not just a concept. Uh, and it's not just a thing that we, uh, you know, wackily banter with uh, Lisa Desjardins about. So... This show has been for better. I would say always for better, but sometimes for not for worse. But sometimes it has contributed to some awkwardness. There's been there have been some uncomfortable moments on this show over the last um, you know however many years. But I like to think that most of those moments of awkwardness or weirdness, those moments where people feel uncomfortable or melancholy, or happy, uh, or agog, that those all come out of honesty, because this show has evolved over the last decade, um certainly the last seven years, into something that I'm not going to say it's unique, but something that the show has become something that. I like to view as an an oasis of an oasis of sincerity, and I know that makes it sound like we're doing national public radio, and that's not really the way I mean to put it. But uh, you know, I think we all in this room figured out a long time ago that there were certain kinds of radio we weren't good at, and certain kinds of radio we didn't want to do.
3: And that's how we all ended up here, basically. <clears throat> exactly. And. Thanks to Bruce Agler.
4: Thanks to Bruce Agler, about whom thank we will you. talk more in a moment. Um, and by the way, I'd like to thank you for, for giving me the Bruce Agler sounder back again. I've got it right here.
3: Yes, we do. Um, we have uh, old jingles from wait. when we first started here. Wait, hold on. No, that's not it. No. That's the one I was looking
4: for there. So, in any event, um, so I would I would like to think that this, that, that this program came together because all of us kind of figured out what we wanted to do and what we didn't want to do in broadcasting. And, and somebody
3: recognized that.
4: Somebody recognized that. And I don't mean to uh, drag this out or elongate this opening any longer than I have to, but I do want to say that I said something, I don't know, somebody years ago. Somebody asked me about, well, in this case, somebody asked me about uh, Tim Riley years ago. They said, well, they said, well, what did they said? How did everything come together and how did you guys get together in the show? And I said that, I said, people, and I think this is when we were still at KFTK. I said, people don't really... I said, people don't really come to KOTK. People end up at KOTK. And I meant that in a good way. You ended up at KOTK, which is the station where all three of us started working together.
3: You don't listen to your consultant. <laughs>
4: because you don't fit in in a lot of other places. And if you, when you can't fit in a radio, I mean, look, we're talking about a, a, I'm talking about a, a job. Quite honestly, Dennis Pitzenbarger comes to work in his pajamas. <laughs> and I don't mean that figuratively. And his like, his talking. ass comes to work in pajamas and flip-flops and like a wife beater that smells like last night's nachos. So if you can't fit in in radio, you are cut from not only... You're probably not cut from cloth at all. You were probably cut from some sort of weird space-age alien fabric. So people didn't really go to KOTK, or people didn't choose to go to a station like KOTK sometimes. You ended up at a station like KOTK, which is where we all started. Because you didn't quite mesh with other places. and It
3: was like the home of unwanted toys. It was
4: the island of misfit toys of radio. It really was. And that is where Sarah and Tim and I uh, started working together. And before that, in 2001, it is where Tim and I started working together. And... That is all because of a guy named Bruce Agler. And I should say Bruce isn't dead. This makes it sound like I'm leading up to Bruce being dead. Uh, Bruce still alive, as far as I know. Uh, in 1998, I came to Portland and I started working at KOTK doing a show that you know, was pretty good. Had a lot to say for it. You know, there was a certainly a show that I think was an embryonic form of the show we're doing now. Uh, in 1999, I started an ill-fated syndicated radio program, which was—and I appreciate people over the years who said that they liked it. Uh, it was just flat out awful in many ways.
3: And there was something worse after that, <laughs> out of that same place. <sighs>
4: there's always something worse, Tim. That's um, <laughs> the good thing about radio—is you know, there's always something worse you can compare yourself and
5: there to. There was, and still is.
4: Um, and so, over the years, people have said that they, you know, they liked the show, or they found it, the, you know, there was good things about it, and that I certainly appreciate that. But it was again not what I was supposed to be doing, and not, I think, the kind of radio that any of us, and probably not the kind of, well, certainly according to the ratings, not the not the kind of radio that any of you all were interested in listening to. And I can't blame you. In August, in fact, it was August 13th, August 13th of 2001, um, after the implosion of the national show. Uh I came back to KOTK just doing a Portland show and
2: <clears throat>
4: Sorry And Bruce Agler made the fateful decision to pair me with Tim Riley, who was sitting to my immediate right. And uh, I think everybody had the same reaction when they heard Tim Riley for the first time on the radio. And I've talked to a lot of people who said that the first time they heard Tim Riley on the radio, they said, Who is that person? Um, and Tim Riley quite often... Struck people as someone who had been beamed here uh, from the planet 1952. It was as though there was this, uh, this this great, mad, magical combination of Edward R. Murrow and Rod Serling and, uh, and Jed Bartlett. And there really uh, was and is no one like Tim Riley. And Tim has improved this program immeasurably in ways that I cannot even begin to calculate. Um, Anybody who's gone to any of our listener events, anybody who's gone to any of our... anything where we've interacted with the public knows that, really, however much people may cheer, for me or Richie or Sarah, uh, it is always Tim who gets the largest round of applause. It is always Tim who gets the longest ovation from the audience. It uh, It is always Tim that seems to strike that special chord with men and women alike, people from all walks of life. There
5: aren't stickers that say Rick Emerson or Sarah Dillon or God. No. We can make some.
4: <laughs> I'll see if that's uh yeah, never mind. <laughs> all my jokes are going to fall right, flat I'm today. Um, so it is with really the utmost regret that I say that, that Tim Riley will, for now at least, be leaving the program. Tim is... This will be Tim's last day with the program as it as it exists right now. And...
3: We do want to thank our Vice President and General Manager Dave McDonald for allowing me to do this. That uh, was, I'm sorry, go ahead. Because most radio people don't get the opportunity to say goodbye. The decision... For my job being eliminated was made far away from here. Um, And much to the dislike of local management. And with that in mind, they have given me this opportunity to come on one more day and to uh, say goodbye.
4: And that's a really good point. Um, And so we're gonna, so Tim is here, Tim is here today. Um, And I will say, just to underscore the point that Tim just made. As anybody who follows radio and, frankly, as anybody who's followed us uh, in our many, many uh, trials and travails here in Portland knows, you don't really get a chance to say goodbye. There's that thing they say in, I don't know, All Quiet on the Western Front where you never hear the bullet. Um, Usually the way it works, and I know, Tim, the way it's worked for you in the past, the way it's worked for me most of the time, um, is that you you don't ever get a chance to say goodbye. You get off the air and some guy finds you in the hallway and he says, and by the way, that was your last show. Security will be uh, standing over you, uh, and everyone will be walking by and gawking at you as you clean out your desk. Uh, please give me your key. Get up. And that's how it works. Um, when, and we'll return to the moment, the, the business at hand here in just a moment, uh, when Sarah was fired at Intercom, regardless of how that was positioned by that company at the time. Um,
3: which was without cause, in- Severely ridiculous. Yes.
4: Um, you know, it was only due to so, uh, a weird kind of happenstance that Sarah was was given the chance to say goodbye, although she was not allowed to say why she was leaving. Um, she was...
5: And I, that did happen to me, too, where I was supposed to uh, last out the week, and it was yeah. Wednesday, and I, I got the, By the way, this is your last show.
4: <laughs> so on KNRK, you didn't get a chance to say goodbye. They just told you afterward it was your no, last show. No, I was show. supposed to make it through the week. And By was, the way, you're done. Yeah. All right. No. Uh, on KOTK, or KTK, on when we were at Max on, at Intercom, Sarah was given the chance to say goodbye more by happenstance than anything else. But, again, she wasn't allowed to say she was being let go. Uh, you know, I think we had to spend some... Sarah's moving on to other things, which was a lie, but what we had to do at the time.
5: This is no lie.
4: The fact that Tim is here, though, mm-hmm. today, and broadcasting, and that we are having this discussion, I'm not going to say that any of this... There's nothing about this that doesn't suck. Uh, that, that said, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, and, I and I, and I, know I and I will shut up here in a second because I know you've got lots to say and this is the, your your day. Um, the fact that Tim is here t- does speak volumes for, for A, the respect that everybody, and I don't mean in this room, I mean everybody in this building and everybody in Portland has for, for you, Tim, and the fact that nobody, and I mean no one at CBS, Portland, nobody on the West Coast. I mean, really, nobody anywhere, to be honest. Nobody at CBS wanted this to happen. This is not anybody's fault. This is not the decision of anybody in this building, in this, you know, it is not, this decision was not made by anybody here. And I don't mean to sound like I'm, I don't mean to sound like I'm slagging, you know, you know the the far off elements of of this company who did make the decision i'm just saying you know um,
3: it, it's a big company and it's it's the way it has worked all all these networks nbc uh, cbs we just talked about tribune right um, it, it's affecting more people than all of us here in this room
4: and there are lots of companies and i don't mean just be talking about radio I mean, and, and yeah, you know, we've talked about newspapers and television. I don't even just mean to be talking about the media, as I think anybody knows if they've listened to our news, if you've watched the news, if you have a Financial brain and ears. services,
3: banks. We we've covered most of it.
4: It is a bad time
3: for everyone.
4: A bad time for everybody
3: since the '80s,
4: and our, you know, and our pain is no worse or more real than anybody else's. So, and this is the final time I'll say this for now, and then we'll. And I'll do some other, we'll talk about this more. Um, but it is, it is almost unheard of in radio that they say, look, this is the deal. And why don't you take, why don't you take a day to come on and talk to everybody and say goodbye and say farewell? Um, so the fact that we're doing this show today, you know, it means a lot to me and it means a lot, I know, to Tim and to Sarah and uh, probably to everybody there, everybody out there who's listening, um. There was no, it really is strictly and solely a reflection of the current economic and business realities. And we have been, at this station, we have been untouched so far. And it's been a hard year everywhere, not just at CBS, not just in radio, not... It has been a difficult, difficult year for a lot of people. Every day I get email from people who... You know, lost their job, you know, husband or wife lost their job, downsized, whatever you want to call it. And we, you know, by the grace of whatever, for this year, have been exempt from that at this station. And, um, you know, and the, um, the time does come for everybody. And this, you know, this time it was us. And, uh, and that is, uh, as, as Ned Beatty says in Network, And that is the way of things today. Um.
3: There are just a lot of people hurting. I I mean, in all different industries. I know people in finance, uh, banking, real estate, uh, you know, groups of people that that I know outside of here. And, I mean, thousands of jobs have been cut. Yeah. And uh, people are losing money left and right. Houses are losing value. I mean, in the tens of thousands. Uh, people can 't rent things that they own. they have mortgages to pay. They are all falling behind. Last week, we talked about one and ten uh, are behind on their mortgages i'm sure that number's going to grow before it declines.
4: Uh, uh, I was reading you know uh, every it, I have to tell you every single time I would try to do anything on the internet every time I would open it, it would default to some horrible story about. President-elect Obama says everything will suck more, and I mean it, it's like it's like you're trapped in one big unfunny onion story. Recently,
3: mm-hmm. it, it is. It's like walking in a surreal world. I mean, talking to people, even in your own neighborhood, because everybody has a story to tell. Uh, everybody is hurting in a different way. Uh, it's it's too bad, and there are no solutions for any of this. No, no, that's <laughs> and and to sum up, nothing is going to get
4: better. No, so. <laughs> I love you, Tim. I really do. Um, Yeah. So There's there's nothing we can do. No. And by the way, I I mean, I know that there are going to be people. We like to think that despite our massive TSL, um, I know that there are people um, tuning in and tuning out all day long. And there are people who listen for four hours or five. There are people who listen for half an hour at lunch. People who listen, you know, because they're in the car going somewhere, perhaps to the unemployment office. And then in the car going back home. and You can, so, you
3: can go online now. Yes. Can you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've done a little research. <laughs> I will be going online January 4th. By the way, let me give you a little tip about how to save money because that's what we're here for. Unimpl- if you're unemployed today, try to hold off until January 4th and you get a bigger payment. Why is that? Oh, because okay. they passed legislation. They ex- did they up it or extend well, it? That. And they, they take a, a combination of your strongest months. So if you made more in this quarter, and I am because I get uh, a measly severance pay, so I end up making a little <laughs> bit more this quarter than last quarter. So I'm going to wait to fi- file till January 4th, and I'll get more my, at least twenty more dollars a week.
4: You know you know what I like about you, Tim, is that even even on your final day on the program, you're bringing information to the people.
3: And I got rid of my Sunday Times subscription.
4: And
5: we can't say final day. It's final day for now. Well, that's the the final day for me.
3: This program continues without me. It's gonna be a brand new program. We're gonna listen to it. Well, there's
4: and and there's a couple things. We are gonna we are gonna in a while. We'll take take a little break and we'll come back. And and another... we've got people calling. Um, We'll take some calls today. So if you're on hold or trying to call in, you know we will do some of that. Um, Two things there. One, the the show. You know, for now, uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll continue. Um, I mean, it...
3: It, it's it's gone on without me before. Remember that time period we would never talk about? When we were on nine to noon. Yes. That, that show that nobody wants to talk about. Oh God.
4: The Max, where you yeah. were leaving every day at ten.
3: <laughs> it was so bad I wouldn't listen to it on my way home in the car.
4: Well, when we—that's another. I'm
3: sure it's gonna be much better this time without me. And actually, you know, again, our practice. and
4: and the underscore. Well, I mean, I'll tell you. I mean, last time they fired Sarah. Uh, this time it is Tim Riley, which I guess means if the next time around they're gonna get rid of me and you guys will stay. So I mean, it'll be my, next time it'll be my turn to go, uh, and eventually Richie, of course, will end up running everything. Uh, <laughs>
5: Richie, leave the new Matt Peterson
4: <laughs> to um to uh, to underscore again the difference between. I mean, no one's gonna lie, and I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that it doesn't suck or that it's something less than awful, because um,
3: that would be that would be untrue. Um, because we we enjoy sitting together at this table because we don't like anything in the outside world I I don't know how I'm going to cope Without coming in here, sitting here, and talking to you guys for four hours. I know. I just I, love
5: sitting in this little room with you guys. I know.
3: I'm totally useless in the world. In the world. <laughs> now,
5: Tim and I get to spend an hour every morning. We ignore, ignore each, each other.
3: other, but it's a happy ignoring each it other. Is.
5: It is. It's a mutual
3: respect. She knows that she doesn't want to be bothered, and I don't want to be bothered, and it works out great. We no. don't talk to each other ever.
5: And if we find something funny, we'll share that.
3: Yeah, but not very often. Yeah.
4: Um, I'll tell you. you, know, here, you know, here's the other thing: is that I, uh, Tim and I, shared a couple phone calls this weekend. Um, unusual. Which I think, I think Tim and I talked twice this weekend on the phone, and I think we've only ever talked to each other like five times total on the phone. So
5: really, like
3: a full 35% (laughs) of... I don't think I've ever talked to you on the phone. No, I don't like the (laughs) phone.
4: A full 35% of our phone conversations we've ever had in like the decade we've almost worked together with this weekend. It's worth noting, Tim, you just pointed something out that when we were at Intercom, we didn't really talk about this at the time because... I will say this. Uh, you was so
3: gleeful about being put on from <laughs> 9 to the... noon with all those listeners.
4: And also, you know, at the time when we were doing the intercom thing, there was a lot, like about Sarah leaving the show, a lot we couldn't say because we were not, any of us in the show, in any sort of a position to make those decisions. And someone above us would say, here's what you can say and here's what you can't, and we had to abide by that because however weird or irreverent or whatever edgy we might sound uh you know it, we're all professionals and we all try to we all try to do the job we were hired to do um it, uh, so when we were at Entercom, we would do this nine to noon show and tim was told he had to leave every day at i think like 10 or ten thirty, and couldn't stay for the last half of the show and we always had to pretend like go and tim's leaving now to go do something ex-. and really it was just that tim was leaving because they wouldn't let him stay any later in the show and That is the difference, the contrast between that. I don't mean to sound like I'm just constantly picking on Intercom. They're they're having a bad year as its
3: They've they've Um, had year after bad year. I don't mean to sound... Recently delisted from the New York Stock Exchange. (laughs) Stock worth under a dollar a share.
4: Well, you know, Tim, you'll have more purchasing power now if you buy their stock. Oh, that's true. um, So I don't mean to sound like I'm always picking on them, but the contrast between that situation and today where as bad as this is, Tim... CBS Radio has, you know, flat out told him. They said, "Look, this is this is for nothing other than economic reality." And Monday, you know, five minutes or five hours, as much as you want to say, as little as you want to say, however however you would like to leave things. And so I, if you don't work in radio, I really cannot express to you how unheard of it is. For us to be having this conversation like this, because normally, again, uh, well, you all know, if you were listening uh, with the last time when we all got canned the last time, we went to a commercial break and came back and, the, you know, and it was Proud Mary, you know, by CCR. And we didn't get any notice. Nobody got to say anything. So anyway, that is um the tiny sliver of good, I guess, and a big mountain of suck. um Well, let's take this one call and then uh, we'll take a break and i got to tell say we're just going to play it by ear for the rest of the day i um i i don't know how the rest of the day is going to go um uh, tim is I here be fine. i would like to say tim that really yes i would i would like to that even on your even on on your last day here you're so much more of a pro than i am cuz you're calm and cool and collected and keeping it together and uh much more so than i am
3: it used to be worse my my dismissals in earlier years when I was younger were always full of lies. <laughs> Your production sucks well, it was fine till today uh let's uh you want to go in a different direction. you like my direction till today but but this is different they they are actually they're being very nice to us um c b s is always treated us well i this is the best that I have ever been treated by a company. um all our promotions have been top notch yeah. We have Susan and so many other people that think our election coverage was the, the best that I've ever participated in or anchored in 30 years It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It was
4: unbelievable. And that bears repeating, too, and I'm not just mouthing this at you. Um, CBS is... We work for a lot of companies, all of us, collectively and apart. And, you know, when we came here, we worked for Fisher Broadcasting. It was a great company. Fisher treated us very well. And I will say... Though I believe in all honesty, this is, this is the best, working at CBS radio is the best that I have ever been treated. It is the best experience I have ever had in radio.
3: These are the best people that I have ever worked with.
4: I would say that, and I don't mean any disrespect to people we worked with in the past. I really don't. Um
3: But, I mean, it, they do more with less here than I've seen anywhere. Well, we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow. <laughs>
4: um So CBS is really, and you have to believe me when I say this comes from the heart, that I say this for no other reason than it is true. Um, Regardless of this and today and whatever, this is the best place I have ever worked. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Tim and Sarah and I are all here today together to have this conversation with you is one small indicator of how different CBS is And has been for us. Um, On that note, let's do this call, and then we're going to break, and uh, we will be back. So don't panic. We're all going to be here on the other side of the break, and um, we'll try to get to some calls here in a bit, and uh, so forth. Uh, This is a good time to uh, welcome now to the uh, Rick Emerson program.
3: Uh You got that jingle.
4: The man without whom um, none of this would be happening. Our um, godlike former program director, Bruce Agler. Hello, Bruce. Uh, yes, not dead. No, no, and just I just realized. Want to clarify that. Not... I, like early on, it sounded like I was getting ready to go. Like, and was hit by a bus this morning and died <laughs> yeah. of a massive internal hemorrhaging.
1: No, Hi, it, Bruce. It, it somewhat uh, f- felt like being dead recently, but. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> how's
4: uh, How's your day going?
1: Well, it's especially not good now. Uh, this is uh, This is a very sad day. This is uh, This is This is a tough time. What a crazy business this is, you know. Yeah. But uh, you think of how many different ways the show has been patched together over the years. Uh, You know, I mean, you you might recall... uh Sarah wasn't even an employee of, of the show when she started. She was employed by somebody else, and we got them to let us use her. Oh, yeah, from Metro. I was, you're a traffic oh, reporter. I
4: forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, we were, like, stealing you from Metro because <laughs> we didn't have any money to pay you.
1: So, so it's always been a program that's just been kind of patched together. Yeah, yeah. So she was actually a traffic reporter working for Metro that just happened to be stationed in the building, and wow. they didn't care what she did. You know? Forgot all
4: about that. <laughs> well, so we should say that, um, that 10 years ago, give or take, You, Bruce, you brought Tim to KOTK, and about, let's see, that was in August, Tim?
3: August, yeah. So then,
4: and then three months later, I started on KOTK, um, and, uh, you know, or I guess not three, three months later, but a couple years later. Anyway, so you brought Tim to KOTK, and and, and also myself, and the fateful decision to pair Tim and I uh, was yours, and uh, all things flowed from there.
2: Well, well,
1: thank you for giving me uh, credit, which is probably not due, because again, it was a matter of making... uh, Making do with what we had, and that's not to put it, <laughs> thanks that's,
2: that's thanks not, so that's much
1: that 's not to put anybody down that's that 's to say that that's, we uh you know right. we, we all were like Mickey Rudy and uh Judy garland and said let 's just put on a show This know? is
4: like when you look in the cupboard and all you 've got are like caraway seeds, ketchup, and a, a, like a score candy bar, and you 're trying to figure out what you can make out of it, you
1: know, and we tried to figure out what we could do with best with everybody 's talents, but i you know I do want to salute Tim for. Uh, actually, some of the work that he did even even before you came back from the world of uh, of syndicated hell.
3: We have some of that uh,
1: because you know Tim's first real big break on KOTK. He, I guess he did come. Was it was it in '98, Tim? I didn't, yeah, didn't realize August 38. He, he was just doing some uh, fill in work. And in fact, it was interesting how I got Tim. You guys all remember the poor late uh, Mark Marshall. Yes, we do. And uh, he, he was working for me doing news, and and he was constantly leaving to go and do basketball games because he could actually make more work, do, more money doing high school basketball than he could working for me, and uh, which was always a great chagrin because they say, well, Mark, I need you. They got shifts. Well, I need to go. I got to do uh, you know high school basketball in in Doofer or somewhere, you know? and uh, he, he said, but I got this guy. But this guy, he works down in McMinnville, and and so Tim came and was doing some part time work. But I never really knew the best way to use Tim, and again, Tim was always just kind of the, uh, the fill-in guy to work when Mark couldn't work or somebody else couldn't work. But that where, where we really made it click with Tim, and I, don't, I assume you remember, Tim was actually doing the news for Lycus.
2: That's right, yeah.
1: Because we created a whole new way of doing the news for Lycus. Actually, uh, that started with, of all people, Mike Chase.
3: Yeah, that was way back. That was before he went to uh, KWJJ. Before he went to
1: KWJJ, Mike Chase uh, was brought in just to do the news on Tom Likas. And we were trying to do this wacky off-the-wall thing, and people would call me up and say, I think your newsman has gone crazy. You better go in and check on him.
2: <laughs> Excellent.
1: <laughs> but but Mike, Mike moved up to the morning show job and never really appreciated doing the news anyway because Mike had no uh, no real interest in doing news. Uh, he'd come to me and say, uh, I can't write this news, so I have to write all the news. So I was I was so glad when Tim came. I said, "Now I want to do the same kind of thing, but you're going to write the news." And and Tim created a whole new world of news uh, for the Lycus show that was distilled down to one minute or 90 seconds, you know. And and I just knew when you came back. I mean, I think I talked to you about it for six months before that. I said, "If you come back, I've got this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you, you remember Tim? Well, now he's not doing what he was doing before. He does this thing on Lycus. We can we can take this and we can run with this, you know.
4: <laughs> I, uh, I, I here's actually see now we're talking about Tim, like he's dead. I do remember the first time that I heard, maybe not the first, but the one that always sticks out to me uh, the the rather uh, unique sensibility that Tim brought to things. It was the December. It was December of two thousand one, I think, because we just come back. And we were, I think, something. Anyway, it we, we, we was December, and we were doing, like, a clothing drive somewhere, like a toy drive at, like, some...
1: Oh, yeah, the annual KWJJ clothing or, uh, you know, toy drive. Yeah, and,
4: like, some damn... And
1: somehow, KOTK had to participate in, even though... Oh, that was bad. But it was, oh, was, but it was
4: like, bad. 10 degrees outside and raining, and it sucked, and
1: so we throu- were at a buy mart store in Beaverton, yeah. yeah, or at the it, Target store in I yeah, one of those.
3: Then they sent me to to a drugstore at 6 a.m. that wasn't open till 10, with no lights in the parking lot, and I locked myself inside the car. I was about to walk around.
4: So I remember standing there, and it's drizz- uh, drizzling and raining, and it's cold, and it sucks. And um, it, you know, we're gathered around those like little electric heater things that don't work, of course, and terrified that they were going to short out and kill us all. And like every hour, some guy would get, stop by and drop off like a grubby cabbage patch doll or something. And that was it. And we had the radio going though, and it was during Lycus, and Tim is doing the news, and uh, appropriately enough, the story was about layoffs, I think, of some kind. And this is right around Christmas. And uh, and he's doing some story about I don't know some company uh, doing layoffs of employees, and he he goes right out of the layoff story, and I don't even remember I don't even remember how it worked, but you were talking about some company somewhere that had laid some people off right before Christmas, and um, and then you went right into that Grinch thing of like your soul is an appalling dung heap which I guess by, by our standards on the show now sounds so tame, mm-hmm. but it's like I'd never heard a new, like a news report where you're supposed to be objective and unbiased, where a newsman was calling like, the CEO an appalling dung heap. It was just like the best thing I'd ever heard.
3: That was encouraged. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was encouraged. Yeah.
1: Yes.
2: So
4: anyway.
1: Well, Tim, I, I salute you. Uh, I salute you for all the work that you've done. And now we make it sound like you're retiring. You know you're going on to bigger and better things.
3: No, there are no bigger and better things for me.
1: But I can I can certainly still salute you. Uh, I I welcome you uh, back to the world of uh, unemployment, along with me. Oh, uh, you know it's uh, <laughs> it's it's cold and lonely out here. <laughs> but I'll take you to lunch. So give me. A Tim call. has some
4: unemployment tips for some you, lunch. Bruce. So he'll yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll take you to lunch tomorrow, and uh, you can uh, you can use my copy of the Times when I'm finished with it. Um, <laughs> how's that? How's that work? You know.
3: That sounds terrific. Yes. We've all got to stick together. All right, Bruce Agler. Uh, it
1: is a it is a very uh, it's a very melancholy day. I won't say it's a sad day, but uh, you know these things happen. But, uh, to Tim, just a, what, what, a fa- what a fantastic job and, and what an important part of, of Portland history, really, he's become.
3: So. It is true. All because of Bruce Ackler. All because well, of Bruce Well, please,
1: I, I don't take any credit. I, I was just the guy that, that was there and said, you, step up and, and do it. You know?
4: Oh, you. So. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, godlike former program director.
2: J-L-T-K.
4: Bruce Ackler. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Bruce. All right, there you go. That's Bruce. I love All that, right. man. All right. Let's take a break, and uh, we'll get caught up here. Uh, we come back. Uh, we will continue, of course, uh, talking to Tim Riley. Um, I think we're we'll wait. I think we're past. Uh, all right, yeah. So we'll, we'll do that. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back after this. It three two nine seventy. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Don't go anywhere. It's
2: just a role of the time.
4: What's the Rick Emerson radio program? It's 503 73 This email just says, Tim Riley gone, but Timmy Ryan lives. There is no God. All right. It's 503 no, could
5: have killed him by now.
4: Well,
3: that's for another show.
4: <laughs> um, if you are just joining us, it is uh, News Director Tim Riley's last day on the Rick Emerson program. Um, we have been given the... the I would say relatively unprecedented. Uh, what's the word I'm even looking for? Right, uh,
3: opportunity. Right. right. To, I'm able to come on here and say goodbye, to and have, a lot of people
4: wouldn't. And to have Tim yeah, come on and, and sort of to do a farewell and a goodbye, and of uh, uh, Peter saying goodnight and all that. Um, in a moment, uh, we will speak with another member of the uh, CBS Radio Portland family. Let's now take this moment of the Emerson Show. CNN radio correspondent, Lisa Desjardins. Hello, Lisa.
6: Tim, this is terrible. I know. I am very unhappy about this situation.
4: Well, you know, I'm looking at your prep sheet for today, and your lead story, it, it says millions of job jobs are, in fact, on the line today, Lisa. Now so, a million
3: and one.
6: Now a million. And, well, yeah. Such well at least, a bad person. It's true. At least you're ahead of the auto workers.
3: Uh, yeah, no one's <laughs> giving me a bailout. That's right. Seriously, we should we should call
4: like we should call the the White House like today, this instant, and demand a Tim Riley bailout.
6: Yeah, yeah, I'm for that. <sighs> I, you know, I actually did. Uh, I don't know if this is the best time for this, but I actually did roam the halls as soon as I found out from Sarah that this was going on. I really, I was looking for any senator to say I really was going to ask them, "Will you bail out Tim Riley?"
3: Please immediately. You know,
6: <laughs> I would and actually, there were no senators around because they're all in these, uh, you know, secrety uh, auto bailout meetings. But um, I'm glad that I did this because it turned out that there were many people. Um, here that were almost as sad as I am and so if it's okay I'm gonna play this tape that I, I just got in the last half hour. All this right. is Ken Strickland NBC producer extraordinaire. Ken what do you think now?
7: You know the news I just find terribly heartbreaking. I had preset in my radio to any station where I could find his voice. I mean we set our clocks to what time he's gonna be on the air and we that's when we that's when we decided we're gonna feed our kids. When are our kids going to eat now?
6: I'm now talking to Arlen Salazar, one of the people who runs the Senate radio TV gallery. Tell me, what do you think? Tim Riley, you're going to miss him? I am going to miss him. I really hope that um, everyone else realizes how great of a person he is. I hope he has a great future, and he will definitely be missed. There's no one like him. All right, so I'm with David Wellner from NPR. And, and, uh, David, I have to tell you, uh, Tim Riley apparently will not be returning after today. I'm sorry to tell you
8: what is the world coming to if Tim Riley is not going to be on the job. I mean, I I thought journalism was in trouble, but now I think it's really in trouble.
6: So that's that's the word from here at the Capitol for you, Tim.
4: Oh, thank you, Lisa. That's going on a demo reel. I'm (laughs) telling you right now. That's going to be on an air check reel uh, right now. It's like, how
3: do you make a demo reel?
4: I don't, we haven't had to worry about that in quite know, some yeah. time, oh, but thank you, Lisa. that is so <sighs> <nice>. <sighs> um
6: Dude, there you go. david Welna, award winning n p r journalist concerned
3: incredible um
6: and he should be, and he should be
3: damn them all <sighs>
6: damn them all, so sorry, I know I probably should have talked news, gotten our minds off all of this, but i i I yeah
4: hey you know um that's okay there you know this is this is story number one, this is the story with that we were leading this with terrible. Uh-huh. And, you know,
6: and as I was telling people, they were like, "Really?" You know, when people, everybody, it's a very small little group up here uh, above the Senate of media people that are here every day. May not maybe like a dozen of us, and uh, you know, every, everybody is just uh, just just fearing. And so everyone, as soon as I, I was telling people, they just kind of nodded. Yeah.
4: All right um well, well thank
3: you for that, lisa.
6: but especially you Tim, definitely Tim
4: thank you I, uh, as Tim as Tim once said, and as Tim has actually said uh, uh, a couple times recently uh you know what it, it, it's a it's a small pond getting smaller, you work with everybody at least three times you do. so
2: hey, that's right
4: we will all undoubtedly uh, be joined uh, together in the future so um lisa we uh we uh Sarah, and I will talk to you at some point in the immediate future, but thank okay. you for coming on. I know that uh, I know that, you know, uh, you obviously came out here and you were here for the roast, and you've been a big part of the show for a long time. Yeah,
6: I really am trying not to get a little emotional here because it's, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's a punch. That's a punch to the chest right there. All
3: right. You, you still have time to get here for Richie's Drag Show this weekend. That should okay, show that's us all like
6: up. That is the good news, exactly.
3: All right. On so that,
4: that note, we All right. Lisa Desjardins, uh, thank you so much. Thanks okay. so much, Lisa. Hey, right.
6: thank you, Tim, thank for everything.
4: You. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Lisa Desjardins from the Hill. Richie, would you let Lisa know that that was the coolest thing ever heard? That was the
3: coolest thing ever. (laughs) I need a copy of that. That's pretty
4: fantastic. Uh, I'll check that. I'll I'll put it off the logger for you, Thanks. All right. um, So here's what's going to happen. We're going to take calls. I know people have been calling since 1101 about this. So I'm sorry if you've been stuck on hold. We're going to get some calls. uh, We'll have to take them the break at some point on KCMD Portland. Uh, and and whatever, and we're going to kind of puzzle our way through the rest of the day on uh, Tim's last day on the program. Uh, I would uh, be remiss if I did not uh, welcome to the Rick Emerson Show CBS Radio Portland marketing guru and uh, a woman who is uh, an indispensable link in she the uh, Rick Emerson Show chain, Susan
3: Reynolds. Hello.
9: Hi. How are you? Well, <laughs> I'm sad, Tim Riley.
3: Oh, don't be sad for me.
9: Well, I, you know, it, it's hard, though, to think about this show without you on it. Uh, but I will say and I must say that I have thoroughly enjoyed this. You you are a unique individual, Tim Riley. There is not another one like you. And every day when Rick, at whatever time it is, toward the end of the show, calls you the greatest newsman alive, I, I, I have to agree. Um, you know, you're just you're something special.
3: Well, thank you. So. And I will always remember our election coverage being the best thing that I have Very ever made any time. <laughs> yeah. that, that was <laughs> we pulled out all this and we pulled it off flawlessly yeah. all because you were in charge of it.
9: Well, I think it was a, a definitely a group effort and uh, and I was pleased to be part of the group. So, um, you know, it, it won't be the same, but um you know and and i i will say that i came in here and i i forced you to give me a hug which i know is something you don't do no it
3: was the second one today okay yeah (laughs) and i I won't have to worry about tomorrow there won't be anybody hugging me after i leave
9: (laughs) (laughs) well we can all come over if you'd like but uh you know i appreciate the way you pay uh you play through the pain um especially today because i know this isn't easy but thank you for uh, you know all the hours of great radio that you've given us
3: well thank you I, i i've enjoyed being here and there's nobody like you at CBS. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody can nobody can crack the whip on these youngsters. Seriously, <laughs> get them to behave.
9: Uh, yeah, and then we don't know what they say as soon as I leave the room. But whatever, doesn't please. matter.
3: They fear
4: you. That's all that matters.
9: <laughs> I fear, fear, fear you. Fear is good. Oh, don't fear me, please. Uh, you
4: know it's respectful. It's a loving fear. You right, know. Well. So. I gotta say, Tim. Uh, you know, for your last day, that's a great tie you're wearing. You really you know, do look smashing. Sharp. Let you look fantastic. You.
3: Today. I am not about to leave here looking like a beaten dog. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you, Tim Riley.
9: I am serious. I'm upstairs listening to your first of the segment of the show, and I was laughing and crying at the same time.
4: The Radio Days thing was Tim's idea. I was, was going to go with something up Well,
3: Radio Days was on TV not once, but twice last night. Well, God. Was that <laughs>
9: some sort of uh, I know, foreshadowing? Yeah. We, we had talked
4: about what to open the show with, and I. we were
9: talking about
5: it yesterday, and I'm just like, I started crying when Rick was even mentioned. Because,
4: you know, because I, I said, you know, so it was like, what are you going to open the show with? And I said, well, how about Radio Days? So I was like, oh, I'm going to cry right now. Don't. And so we had decided on Independence Day and then but then Tim sent me an email saying, like how about radio days to open the show? And I am like, Who am I to say no? Yep. So um so I put that together this morning. So um well, on that note.
9: Well, on that note, thank you, Tim Riley. Thank and, you, Susan Reynolds. Uh, we will it's miss been you great. a ton. And, um, you know, you can call and leave me a voicemail every so often because I, I love the sound of your voice and would love to be hearing it, um, you know, still on a regular basis. Every day you. if you'd like. There should
4: just be like a number of people can call to hear. Like you used to be able to call to hear the weather or like a Bible verse of the day. Mm-hmm. People should be able to call and hear like the Tim Riley news story of the day.
9: Or the time at the tone. There you go. Oh, that would be great. Be that awesome. would be great.
4: Right. Susan
3: Reynolds, get right on
9: there. <laughs> I'll see what I can
3: do. All
4: right, Susan all right, Reynolds, thanks. ladies Isn't and gentlemen, CBS Radio. We'll
3: all work together again, as we always do. Absolutely. All right. Not today, but soon. Okay.
4: Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Susan Reynolds. All
3: right. Oh, by the way, we do want to remind people about email. The email address listed on our website connects to the CBS site. Ah. And if you mail to that, I probably won't get it because it's going to be disconnected. So if you'd like to email, it's Radio at com. And do
5: you want us to put it on our blogs too, Tim?
3: Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to update. I mean, my blog,
4: I think right now, if you look at it, I think it still says something about the radio play last night. Um, so I will put that on my blog. And then, of course, your uh, website is com. So, and,
3: uh, yeah, the email address on the... Uh, the 970 website goes to the CBS mail, which will probably be disconnected at the end of the day. So if you're sending me something, r- I'll never see it. <laughs> so we have
5: to have you do random key card checks every break.
3: 11
4: I can still get back from the bathroom. All uh, Yeah. Well, there's All a, there's, do
5: is laugh. There's usually a guy standing well. like with his, <laughs>
4: with his hands on the plug uh-huh. looking at the watch. 529, 530. Bank. You know, and then so it's who's deactivated?
5: Oh, it's Troy. So poor Troy is sitting up there. But
4: to be fair, Troy is, you know, he's... No, no, that's, I'm, that's I'm the, saying it sucks for him. Oh, it's a bad job to have. Whoa, your microphone suddenly fixed okay. itself. Wow. Okay, wow. Now it's I mean, better. All right, Well. Yeah, no, yeah. Yes? It's just that just one of those days. Uh yeah, no, he I mean, you know, that's, you know. He, he's you know, he's the he's the guy in charge of the great off-turning, oh. you know. Uh you know, whenever anytime, you know, whether, you know, however anybody leaves that, he's the guy that's like uh well, I lost know, a
5: couple of my key cards. Delete. To to do
3: that?
4: All right. Uh well, without further ado, let's um I know we're behind. but Let's take some uh, phone calls here.
3: KCMD Portland, the CBS radio station,
4: a proud part of the Tiffany network, Tim. That's oh, what we last are. Last
3: time we'll get to say that.
4: Would you like to do all the uh, <laughs> yeah. all the positioning for <laughs> the rest can of the call day? Call me
3: every hour. <laughs> And I'll be glad to do it. At a discount rate.
4: All right. So I'm just zen with the fact that we're gonna be running like way behind the Danube, How do, you right? I do You know, what are you gonna do? No I mean Um It's not like we can fix it tomorrow. So we're just gonna take phone calls in the order they come in. I apologize people have been on hold, but you know, what, what what can you do? Uh hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program.
10: Hi, is this sad Kara? Uh
4: yes, it's you. Hello.
10: Oh, Tim. Yes. Um, well, I guess I, my only thought was I, I can make you feel a little bit better by telling you about my last four days.
3: All right. Let's
2: hear it.
10: On Friday, um, someone I live with was told they may have lymphoma. Oh, my gosh. On Saturday, arsonist broke into my mom's house and set it on fire while she was on vacation. Oh. Sunday, pipes backed up and flooded half of my downstairs, costing me $800. Oh. Thank you very much, Mr. Reuter, by the way. They are listeners. <laughs> and then... A year ago today, my grandpa died, and my dog has ass cancer.
5: Oh, my gosh.
10: So, you know, Careful. you will rise again.
5: We're giving you air hugs
3: right now. <laughs> I'm all...
10: air hugging Tim all day long. Oh, I'll, I'll be thank listening you. to the rest of the show as I drive to Salem to deal with the insurance people.
3: Oh, that's even worse. Driving yeah. to Salem
10: to
4: deal with anyone. <laughs> yeah. It's like driving time. to Salem just to be kicked in the junk or something. <laughs> exactly.
10: You know, I. Uh, that might be better than everything I have to do. Well, so. so
4: as you know, and, and actually as uh, I mean, we and let's and I and I don't mean to seem like I am. I don't mean to seem like I'm speaking for you, Tim, because, I mean, I know that. I mean, I, we, let's just say this. That we are conscious. I mean, you're called sort of underscores this. We are aware and conscious that this is happening. You know, this situation with Tim is happening to a lot of people who
3: are much worse off than me.
4: I mean it's and that I don't say that, and everybody knows God knows that's not said to diminish today or this, but we are we are all human we are all part of we are all part of this you know we're all part of this i mean we' you know and we always talk about the show being a family and the listeners and the show being a family, and so you know just even within the confines, just if you you know within the confines of us and the audience, there are so many people we know. I mean, this is just—it's a—it's a—it's a bleak time, and getting bleaker by the minute. Um, so it's—you know—there is some of that, like, like the schooner tuna guy says, uh, "We are all in this together." Um, so, all right, thank you, Kara.
3: I love you, Tim. I love you too. Bye.
11: Thank you for listening.
4: Right. Bye. Thanks. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey guys. Hey. Uh,
11: yeah, I—you know—I—I—I've felt pretty bad for myself because I've been unemployed for the past three weeks.
4: Oh geez can i I'm sorry I hate to can you speak up just a little bit, sir? we've got a really bad connection
11: oh sorry sorry about that <clears throat> sorry i've got a i've got a cold and I've been unemployed for three weeks, so if I sound a little beaten down that's uh, that's what you're hearing uh I just wanted to say Tim, you've been a fantastic newsman and you've you, you know uh it really does speak to the uh quality of the network that you the that, that you work for that they're allowing you to come on yes, it does, and uh uh, I'll be brief because I know there's a lot of other people that want to get on and say goodbye to you, but goodbye, Tim. It's been a, been a fun few years. Thank you. All
3: thank right. you very much for listening. All right.
11: You're welcome.
4: Thank I you, think. sir. Keep your chin up, sir.
1: Absolutely. All right, there you go. Uh,
4: let's do uh, a couple more here. Hi, you're on, the, uh, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
8: Hello. Hey. I wanted to say thank you to uh, Tim Riley for bringing me the news. In a much more interesting fashion than I've ever heard before in my life. And I also wanted to say really quickly that... Throughout history, man has marveled at the vast complexity of the universe. Without a single unified voice, humanity is the meditation that faces humanity. Now, one man has the power to change that and must spread the grace of the world for all who are trying to hear one man.
4: Well, who can put it All better right. than
3: that? I've never heard it. I've never heard it done that way. All
4: right. So coherent. Thank you, sir. All
3: right. No idea.
4: Um, okay, we'll do one more, and then um, we can't really break here. And we've got uh, some other folks that are going to be uh, calling in. Uh, Igor just joining us. Uh, this is Tim Riley's last day on the program. Um, for we are deep in the midst of the economic suck, uh, and uh, again, our.
3: We know it affects everybody listening.
4: And our brand of pain is no no more special and no worse than anybody else's, no better than anybody else's. Um, so, not not the decision of anybody in Portland, but that doesn't make it any different, doesn't change the outcome. Uh, that this is Tim's last day on the program, and the program will be continuing. We will be. Going forward, one foot in front of the other, as one of my old general managers used to say. Uh, But Tim Riley, at least for now, will be departing the program. Um, Who knows what the future holds, but that is what today and tomorrow hold, at least. Uh, Well, let's get a couple of these calls, and um, we'll, uh, you know, if Tim feels like it, we can uh, roll the noon news hour.
3: Yeah, that sounds good. All right.
4: Uh, Hi, you're on The Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
12: Hi, Rick. Tim, Sarah. Hello. Hey. I just wanted to call in and say I wish Tim the best of luck and I hope he keeps updating his blog often ahead, I love go going there and reading it and uh Tim Riley's God and
1: best goddamn show ever
4: thank you sir alright there you go um are they fixing the
3: doorknob I guess so we're trying we're trying oh there's
5: a silver lining in today <laughs> <laughs> how, how,
3: how many people how many people are working on the broken doorknob
5: Don't, you mean
3: yeah uh, two yeah. is one a doorknob expert By I any she is Okay. Oh. I, is the coat hanger in case this job fails? Yeah. So the uh, so wait a minute. You have a second
4: coat hanger? Is that in case we get sealed in here?
5: Fifty nine cents
3: worth of backup. It's cheap insurance. How about that?
5: All right. Wait, oh, is the doorknob specialist Dave Zinn? All
4: right. Yes, Dave in. Uh, let's do a, a couple more here, and then we'll um let a couple more, and then we'll uh, roll the new news hour. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello.
8: Yeah, Rick. This is Eric. Hey. Um, I, I just, uh, gonna say what everybody else is saying. Yeah. It, it's made my economic suck a little bit more suck worthy to hear this. But, uh, uh, Tim Riley, you're the greatest newsman ever. And, uh, don't ever forget that. And, uh, they haven't heard the last of you yet. No, I don't think they have. They oh, thank me. Thank you.
13: All right. <laughs> That's all I got. I'm thank out. You, thanks, Rick.
8: Thanks. Wolverines. Uh, um, oh, that was
3: on last night, too, at the same time as radio days. So really? Was a tough call. It was really a tough call. <laughs>
4: um, that was the thing. So, like, Sarah and I, I was like, oh, I think I'll play the Radio Days thing. And I was telling the story, and Sarah was like, no, 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 it's a big buzzkill. And then you emailed me. and You're like, we should start with Radio Days because it was on twice last night. Yes. And don't get me wrong. Radio Days is a hilarious movie. It's a Woody Allen film that you really ought to see. It's hilarious. It's
3: the first ten times you miss out the stuff in it.
4: It's a brilliant film. It's very, very layered and textured. But, you know, but it is, it does have its moments of melancholy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, but that and Red Dawn. Hi, uh, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hi. Hello. Well, thanks so much. No, you're, uh, that really means a lot today, more than ever. That
5: Patients do wait 28 minutes. But uh, nine, but well, more that was more.
3: heartfelt. All right.
4: Uh, well, let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, let us now begin this.
14: The New News Hour. It's time for the Rick Emerson Show's New News Hour, only on AM 970, The Talker. And now, from the Ministry of Truth,
3: this is Tim Riley. Well, here's more reason to spread good cheer at this time of the year. The Harvard University study finds a person's happiness can be contagious. Dr. David stream said the study reveals the importance of the company that people
11: keep. It shows that happy people don't necessarily just pick other happy people to be around. That if you're a person who is happy or by the, the author's definition of happy, uh, that you can actually have an impact on the people around you. I hate whoever this guy no,
3: is. Turn that, uh, uh, that from upside
4: down. Seriously, study yeah, that study suggests that
11: surrounding yourself with people who are happy will have an effect. Where can we find some I of those people? The other things to think about are good general self-care. Uh, taking care of yourself, taking a uh, time off every once in a while to reflect oh, on your right, life. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Take some time
3: off. And, Take a <laughs> breather. <laughs>
2: like
11: meditation, prayer, exercise, good nutrition.
3: So let's everyone be on the lookout for <laughs> happy people today. You don't have to go too far to find them. There well, I was, are happy people what, everywhere. What,
4: what are those people like? I don't. Uh, I it's don't been know a while how, Since I've how seen them, we have of to them? go to
3: find happy people? Well. Well, this should make some people happy. The first Portland prototype outdoor public toilet got its first flush. at a ceremony held about an hour ago at Northwest Fifth and Gleason. City Commissioner Randy Leonard did the honors. The Portland Lules are meant to have a unique solution to a universal problem. It is the city's first 24-hour day public toilet. It's going to cost a lot of money, but the city hopes to build them locally and mass market them. Everybody deserves a little privacy, whether they're homeless, leaving a bar, or have a mother or have children. Uh... That is a man has been hijacked, not just hijacked, but carjacked by a woman. I'm sorry. Can we? Can I just stop for a second?
4: What is going on with the? I hate to be complaining. What is going on with the?
3: Is the door, making the weirdest
4: noise. Oh, I, oh, there is actually a door a knob guy. Yeah. I couldn't see. Okay. I thought
3: that was Dave Zinn. I thought it was Dave. Well, okay, just no. It's a real doorknob guy.
4: Here's here's the thing. So we've we've been complaining uh, about this uh, about this doorknob business mm-hmm. because over the last few days.
9: Now, doesn't, getting it getting almost, in here? doesn't it almost
4: seem like foreshadowing, you know, the, like, like, like the, the leaving and entering the studio, uh, it started to get all, and then the doorknob kept coming up. And like, does,
5: the world's just weird, and with Tim seeing radio days, like twice last night. And
4: I, I, now I'm just reading all of this massive symbolism into everything, like when Sarah would be like, this studio seems to be falling apart. Um, so the doorknob kept, like, coming off, and first it was just the outside, so you couldn't get into the studio. Then it was the inside, so you couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. Then it was both. And so just now I looked over and there was engineer Matt and some guy that I thought was Dave Zinn. Then I saw a little bit of a beard and I thought, oh, it's uh, it's Brent from KUFO. Uh, and now I realize it's not. It is actually a guy they have hired to come fix the doorknob.
3: I wonder so, if there are any openings at the doorknob repair place. That's a growth industry, Tim. Maybe you bought some applications with him.
4: <laughs> People always need to open doors. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hi, Rick. Hey.
6: This is Deb in St. John's. Hello Deb. I have been a huge fan of Tim for a long time and it seems to me like I heard Tim on the radio before I heard you. Is that possible?
4: Uh it is uh it is very possible. There was a time when uh I was well one of my national show ended. There was about 6 months where I wasn't doing anything. I was sitting around uh you know uh, looking out the window being a philosophical depressed guy. And but meanwhile Tim had been hired by Bruce Egler at KOTK. So yeah, there was about 6 months where Tim was doing his uh, or a few months anyway where Tim was doing news on KOTK and then they brought me back and paired me with Tim. So yes. Yes, that is possible that you heard Tim before me.
6: Before you were on KOTK, Indeed. Tim was. Yes. Well, Tim has a huge following and I don't know, um I think someone, I hope somebody's going to pick him up because as soon as I heard, well, not as soon, but soon after I heard this morning, I'm glad he's not dead. I didn't know what was going on when I first heard you talking. I didn't catch the beginning of the show. But, I think somebody, I hope somebody's going to pick them up, and I hope it's not in competition with you on the same airtime. But if there were something like an OPB, um, fundraiser now, I would earmark my money and call in, and I want, want to support my local news with Tim Riley.
15: Oh, thank you.
4: I just need some tote bags, Tim.
15: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> anyway.
4: Well,
3: Deb, thank you for, uh, thank you for listening.
15: Good luck, Tim. We're going to miss you. We need you. I know you
10: don't
16: need us. No, oh, okay. no, I do
3: need you. Yeah.
16: <laughs> Well, we'll
3: miss you. I'll miss you too. Good luck. All right. Thank Bye. you, Deb. Thanks, Tim. All right. Um, I'll kind of
4: follow your lead uh, here, Tim. Uh, whether you want to do uh, however much news you want to do, we've got calls today. We've got some folks joining us. Let's do one more of these, and we'll. Uh, I want to hear the. I want to hear the handless or the armless airplane woman, whatever we do today. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
8: Hello, Rick, Sarah, Tim. Hey. Hello. Um. I, first, I just tuned in. I just have to say this is a. A tragedy that Tim is leaving. I think he brings a lot to the show, and I'm going to miss him a lot.
3: Oh, thank
4: you. Uh,
8: but with that said, I just want to know where uh, we can start sending our coffee cups.
3: Well, um, don't forget the show continues without me. Uh, yeah, I
4: uh, and and I mean we should say. And we've said this several times, and I'm going to be repeating this throughout the day and, and tomorrow. Um,
3: the decision was not made here locally.
4: And and I, we should also say, and again, this is, I mean, obviously, I mean, everybody knows, as I, as I said earlier, there's nothing about this that doesn't suck. I mean, it is like the definition of the suck. Th- that said, we should note that it is, since it's happening, it is happening in, I guess, maybe the best way that something like this can ever happen. The fact that the fact that Tim is here and that we're all having this opportunity, you know, both the three of us and and Richie um, and, you know, also talking about it and and taking calls and Tim is able to sort of come on and and say goodbye and farewell, that is pretty unprecedented. And that right there should indicate, you know, how much nobody wanted this to happen. And when I say nobody, I mean, CBS, nobody, nobody, nobody wanted this. Um you know, uh, nobody is happy about this. Nobody was looking to do this. In fact, you know, I I can say that, you know, I think every, I think every attempt to find a different way, you know, I mean, it's just sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it just doesn't work. You know, some, sometimes, you know, that they look at, they look at the, uh, at the numbers, they look at the spreadsheet, they look at whatever, and there's, there's ways to avoid things. And ways to work around it, and sometimes there aren't. That's all. And as so, there's no malice here on anybody's part.
5: Um, I think we can safely say we all did as much as we could.
4: I think right. you know, CBS has, you know, has been really, really good. And again, it's been a hard year for everybody, and I don't mean just CBS. It's been a hard year for everybody. And I think, you know,
3: we're, we're able to talk about it publicly when people in most businesses can't. And you know, and that's not just us. You know, most jobs. You
4: don't get noticed, you know, especially now. I mean, there, I think, was a time when maybe with separation from any company, you know, they said, well, look, here's the deal, Smitty, you'll finish out your two weeks and then whatever. And I think now it's like, hey, that was your last day and get your crap and clean out your locker and you're done. I'm not going to, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell anybody not uh, to email, to call, to send coffee cups, whatever. That is, uh, I'm not going to say don't do that. But by the same token, I want to note for the record that this is to a large degree, a different scenario than what we faced last time. Um, you know, for, it doesn't make it good. Maybe it makes it somewhat better to know that it is coming from a different place than the last, the last time around. So anyway, um, so on that note, uh, sir, I mean, I know that's kind of a long non-answer, but, uh, but we do want to thank you for, uh, thank you for listening.
8: Yes, we do. Well, thank you. And, uh, we're going to miss you a lot, Tim. And, uh, Whatever grand salary they were paying you, it 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 was definitely worth it. And hopefully in the future they can they can scrape it together and get you back on the show.
3: I hope so. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. And that is a,
4: that's a good thing to note as well. And then we'll uh, bring another uh, guest onto the uh, program. Uh, Tim, by the way, is a uh, Richie. By the way, saying they should just send you cash. So like don't send coffee mugs; just send
3: money to Tim. Cash <laughs> and <laughs> coffee cups. <cows. laughs> Cash um,
4: inside of coffee
3: cup? Yes. Uh, hey, the doorknob's been fixed. Hey. Oh, it hasn't been. somebody oh, shoved right. a coat hanger in the door.
2: Did <laughs> they take away
4: our doorknob? Really? Out? Is that like the actual yeah. doorknob guy's door solution? The doorknob
3: has been sent back to China.
4: Um, What was I going to say? Um, I had something I was going to say that seemed really monumental. Oh, I mean, I don't even know. I Part of me doesn't even want to say this. Um,
3: well, a third of U.S. consumers are concerned about their job security. That's up. from the last survey a month ago. Mm. Um, I'll just say, I will just say this,
4: and, you know, uh, read into this, don't read into this. I will say that although this, this is the case and this is something that is happening for now, it is happening for now. And one doesn't know what the future holds uh, for Tim or for us or for the capital U collective us. Um, So for now, for today, for the at least very immediate future, this is the state of things. Beyond that, um, who who knows? Um, Things will develop as they develop. But for now, this um, this is where we are. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from New York City. CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum joining us. Hello, sir.
13: Ah, uh, such a sad day in broadcasting.
4: Um. Well, we were we were just saying what did you, what is that figure you just said to him? Twenty four percent? Yeah,
3: twenty four percent.
4: So they were talking about the number of people who are fearful for their jobs, the economy, for the general the general state of the nation, and all of that, and um. You know, as we said at the beginning of the program, it's this is not a theory. I mean, it never was, obviously, but this is not a theoretical recession. A lot of times, especially for people who have not lost their job or been touched by a job loss, it it is easy. I think sometimes to think that it's just numbers on a screen. It's just Ali Velshi pointing at this up and down spiky line. So uh, but it's a very real thing. And, um, you know, that is uh, obviously a thing brought into stark relief today.
13: Yeah, it is sad. Tim, we're going to miss you for sure. I oh, know thanks. everybody in your listening audience is going to miss you. Thank you.
3: It's it's just going on everywhere. It's just not us in every industry. And that's the way it is right now, really.
13: Can I ask how Tim found out the harsh news?
3: Uh, well, I mean, you know, I knew, you know, if you're in this business, and you, you know it yourself, if you've been in this business any length of time, all of a sudden you get this stabbing pin in your head telling you your time is about up. It's a spidey sense. Yes. Um,
4: I'll just, you know, I'll say this and, you know, um, it's up to Tim what he wants to say or not say, but I, uh, I'll i just say, and I think, you know, Tim sort of summed it up, but I mean, there's not, and I don't mean to say just here, um, you know, I think maybe we are more finely attuned to it in the radio industry or in terms of radio, but I would say that there's 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 some weirdness in the air, and that's a phrase we've been using on this show for 10 years, about when there's crazy in the air or there's, you know, we'll come in here some days, and you can tell it's just going to be a whole day of weird stories. Britney yeah. Spears shaving her head and some guy jumping off a building and, you know, whatever. Um, but I think, you know, Hunter Thompson used to have this thing when he talked about... And it was it was capitalized, capital T, capital F. He would talk about the fear and he would say he would talk about politics. And he'd say in Washington, these are strange days and the fear is in the air. I think that I speak for all of us and I say that there's been some weirdness in the air here, here and everywhere, not just here. And I think Tim hit it on the head. He said your spidey sense kind of tingles and you feel like, you know, it's like the uh, whatever those things are, the, the, the tremors before the before the earthquake or whatever. So,
13: It wasn't like that time that I walked into a radio station and my name was no longer on the schedule. Nobody told me.
4: <laughs> or, or I think we've all had this, uh, especially in radio, where you woke up and the station's format had changed. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had a clock radio go off one time to wake me up for work, and when the clock radio went off, uh, it, was no, it was not the format that it had been when I went to bed the night before.
13: Yeah. Radio is so so much fun. It really is. And it's unpredictability. But I'm sorry, Tim. You know, things are tough at all the CBS uh, stations. Just last week, and no one knew this was coming, Uh, here in New York, 1010 Winds is the all-news radio station, and CBS also owns uh, News 880, WCBS Radio, and they're competing news radio stations. And, you know, year after year, there was speculation that they were going to combine operations in some way, shape, or form. And then all of a sudden, last week, 1010 uh, wins ceased to have a general manager, and the general manager for News 880 is the general manager for both stations, and they let the entire HR and business departments from one radio station go, and the folks at the other radio station are now handling both. So, yeah, that's the way it is at CBS these as
4: days. They, uh, as they say on the, and I've used this phrase more times in the last month, sometimes jokingly, sometimes in a blackly comedic fashion, sometimes in a sometimes in a very, uh, sometimes sometimes not in a comedic fashion. Uh, there's that line from The Wire that they use constantly throughout the fifth season when they're at a newspaper, and a lot of the fifth season of The Wire takes place at the Baltimore Sun. And To this day, I don't know how David Simon convinced them at the actual Baltimore Sun to let him use the real newspaper on that show, because if you've seen the fifth season of The Wire, you know that one of the constant story arcs and threads through the fifth season of The Wire is cutbacks at the Baltimore Sun. Mm-hmm. And every time something is eliminated, every time somebody is let go, every time there's a round of buyouts, the um you know, the catchphrase, well you will we'll just have to do more with less. And yeah. that is a that is a constant state of things. Again, not just in our industry, but we are, as Tim noted, more finely attuned to those vibes in the air in our industry perhaps than in others.
13: Well you know look what happened with the Tribune. They're they're filing for bankruptcy.
4: Yes. Yeah. Yes they are indeed.
13: You know, so, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? That's a lot of newspaper reporters uh, and, and writers and editors and, and TV crews and everything around the country. You know, I mean, it, it's bad all over. You know, we think we're immune in the news industry sometimes because as long as there's news to talk about, we've got a job. But, uh, you know, we're not immune. Right. Yep.
4: Um, well, have you, I was reading, I think it was in the trades the other day in uh, Chicago, a uh, very a radio icon in Chicago. His name won't mean anything to a lot of people, but it guy named Steve Dahl. Oh, yeah. Who, he's been around
3: for years and
4: years and years. Steve Dahl, at least, he's kind of an East Coast phenomenon, but on the East Coast, I mean, he's an icon. He's huge. He's Howard huge. And uh, and he is, uh, I think he just wrapped up his last day uh, broadcasting mm. as well. So, anyway, um, I guess on that, uh, I keep saying on that note because there's no, there's no easy or smooth way to end any of these conversations today. Um, but, um, Steve, um, I guess whatever extent possible, have a good afternoon. And um, Sarah and I will talk to you at some point. And as Tim said, it's a small world. We will all work together again. Yes,
13: we will. Yeah, we will.
4: All right. Thank you, Steve.
13: Best of luck, Tim. Thank you. Thanks very much, Steve.
4: All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, More from Tim Riley and the Ministry of Truth. More of your phone calls and uh, so forth. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program.
3: From the KOTK newsroom, here's your Northwest update. It's 12:30. I'm Tim Riley. Let's take a break from all the cruelty going on in the world and talk about something positive. This newscast. Let's take a break from the KOTK Sunday School, featuring words to live by from his holiness Pope John Paul II. <laughs> Today, the Holy Father addresses the growing problem of pedophile priests. Thank you for those inspiring words, Your Eminence. You've been listening to the K.O.T.K. Sunday School. Featuring the alert and perky Pope John Paul II. For the Metro forecast for this afternoon, mostly sunny skies, highs in the 50s. Dear Riley in the KO, TK Newsroom. Genius.
5: Oh, I remember that specific day.
3: That has Bruce Adler written all over it. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> From his guidance come those words. Ah, <laughs> uh, crap. <laughs> crap
5: it is. <laughs>
4: That's the, uh, that's my official, uh, that's my, that's my official professional estimation.
5: That's the official word of the CBS radio.
4: So in case
3: you're just joining us on this lunch hour,
4: today's top story, Tim Riley leaves CBS radio, millions, saddened. Uh, it is the Rick Emerson radio program. If you are just joining us, uh, this is Tim Riley's last day on the program. Um,
3: like businesses everywhere, cutting back, we're not unaffected by it, and I'm, the person who has to go
4: as uh what does they say, good night and good luck. The fear is right here in this room. um the procession is right here in this room. Um,
3: we are thankful uh to our general manager, Dave McDonald, who allowed me to come on and say goodbye. Not everybody's given that opportunity. He thinks quite a bit of us and the program, and we thank him for that. It was not his decision. It was not a local decision. it came from corporate in new York
4: it is uh, yeah it, and we which doesn't doesn't change things, doesn't make things much better. But
3: and a lot of people are going through this in their own industry since everything is owned by big companies, regardless of how you do your job, regardless of how much you bring in. Um, back East, people do make these decisions for us.
4: And there was, I think, a time – I don't mean to sound like an old guy – but, you know, there was a time when, when there were certain things you could count on to prevent this. Yes. There was a time when there were certain things – that you could count on to keep this from happening, especially in radio. Uh Don Geronimo which we all did. Which we did. And Don Geronimo had this thing he said. That Don on his last day on the Donna Mike Show he said that he said that it was the three R's um and if you had ratings and revenue, then you could then you could rock and roll. That's how he put it. Hmm. And you know, and we are now and again not just this building everywhere. We are now in a time when when that, that formula no longer works, it doesn't always hold. Uh where even if you have the revenue, you're making the money for the station, or the company, or whoever, if you have the ratings, it does. those things are no longer, that is no longer a constant. And having one or both of those things is no longer a firewall against a day like today happening. Um, and the fact that we are here today having this final conversation is proof that no one, no one at CBS, certainly no one in Portland wanted this to happen. It has happened, and... That is the state of things. Um
3: and we want everyone to know the program does continue. The program Even though I'm not here, you two are gonna do a fine, fine job. And we're all going to be listening to find out what kind of show we're going to get. Oh, boy. Who uh, are we? You, you and me both. <laughs> Let me know when you find out.
5: Seriously.
4: We don't know what the hell we're going to do. It's a two-legged stool, brother.
5: we only planned up until 1 o'clock today.
4: Seriously. I, really, dude? I don't know what's going to happen because I know that uh, you are going to be uh, leaving to take care of some things.
3: Right. I have, Like everyone else who is losing their job, there comes a point to meet with HR, and I have booked 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. I'm going to meet with them. And I'm leaving with a check, and I'm going to deposit it immediately.
4: (laughs) You can't cash that now. Uh Ask for it in in small bills and count them carefully. Um, So, yeah. um, Yeah, I don't know what happens after that or after today, but, you know, that's not a conversation for now. That's a conversation for Sarah and I and and you guys uh, later. Uh, Now, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey,
13: uh, thanks for taking my call. What's up? I just wanted to say, um, Tim... I've been listening for about eight years now, and you are an absolute world-class demonstration of a quintessential Portland ingredient that the Rick Emerson Show brings to the airwaves. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you and also say maybe to help out other people in this situation. I'm unemployed. Um, About one year ago, I wrote a letter to Henry Rollins, and he issued me this advice, uh, and that was to keep everything that you do a motivating experience. It's called moving from strength to strength. And so I'm using this time in unemployment to uh, better my physical condition uh, and go back to college. So Excellent. maybe that might help some people out. And thanks, Tim. Thank you guys and have a great day. Thank,
4: Thank you, sir. Thanks for well, calling. Fortunately, Tim, you're, you know, you're already in flawless physical condition. So you've got that taken care of.
13: Oh, I am.
5: He is getting ready to gain his four pounds for the winter, though.
2: Oh, right? <laughs>
3: Make it five this year, Tim. Indulge uh-huh. yourself. No, I'm going to go up to 139 pounds for the winter.
4: This email says um, Todd the Corpse, a longtime friend of the show, says it may look bleak, but Tim needs to know that now is the perfect time to invest in Barack Obama gold coins. That's who, knows, what I hear. who knows what the future will hold? Looking longingly long, <laughs> long, at the plate hanging on the wall. Let uh, Tim uh, let Barack Obama's kind eyes be the torch that gets you through this darkness. I'll do that. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello.
9: Hi, it's Melissa. How are you?
4: Oh, you well know. Sad.
9: Oh, we're fine.
10: <laughs> hey, just Andy. I just um well first of all I wanted to thank CBS for letting Tim be on the air today. Yes. Um I know that's unusual.
3: That is very unusual, it doesn't happen.
10: But I just wanted to say personally, I, I always enjoyed emailing Tim and um I he was always great and um I always looked forward to um your unique take on the news. You always um you were you're different and you made it worthwhile and you were, what I love about the Rick Emerson show is it's not it's, I can't turn on the dial and find it anywhere else I can only find it with you guys and so I'm sad to, to hear that uh, um, the three of you won't be together but thank you for uh, all that you've done
3: oh you're welcome <laughs> all right. we're pleased to be here every day
10: well you, well, you made me smile and well, I, thank I, you. it, it means, probably means nothing to anybody else but it meant a lot
11: to me oh no the
4: the uh, You know, it always sounds... I'm always afraid that things like this sound corny. Uh, But, again, we should note... And thank you so much, uh, Melissa. Thank you. Uh, Thank Mm -hmm. you, Laura. Thank you. Um, I'll I'll say this, actually. And I forward these emails to Tim and Sarah occasionally when we get them over the past however many years. We'll get emails. um, Recently, it's been a lot more of them that say, I just lost my job or I just got diagnosed with, insert horrible thing here, someone in my family... You know, passed away. Something bad has happened. We get we get emails from people, and it's not about the glory of us. This is about this is about the fact that unlike a lot of radio shows, regrettably, uh, this show really does have a connection with the audience that I think goes beyond what usually happens now, and unfortunately, is a connection that goes beyond what most audiences expect these days. I think a lot of I think audiences no longer really expect to have a connection the way that the way that we have all had and that's too bad but we're glad to be one of the shows that does have that bond with the audience but we do get emails that say hey um hey i got fired hey my uh mom died hey my house burned down you know which is all sucks but you know what i turn on your show and for a few hours every day i laugh or things are slightly better and i always tell somebody that that is the highest compliment that we can receive is when we make a bad day better, or a good day great, or when we give you a few hours or even a few minutes when you are not thinking about whatever it is that just went wrong in your life. So when you, when Melissa said that it doesn't mean anything to anybody else, it means a lot to everybody, and it means a lot to us, and I yes, think I can speak for all of us, yes. Tim. Mm-hmm. Ah, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. It's me? Yes, it is. Hello, oh, hi.
17: hi, Tim,
15: Rick, and Sarah. Uh, a sad day indeed. Uh, Tim, you've always been a bright spot in my listening day, and I want to wish you good luck. God bless. Stay strong. And one more thing. This one's for you, Mr. Riley,
3: and we'll see you on the other side. Oh, thank you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, the dog's going to be happy to uh, have me home all day.
4: That's true. That's a positive
3: they think thing. think all for them. They think that I'm going to leave my job just to spend time with them. Tim loves us. Tim's spending more time at home. This is great. Will you walk me for 10 miles? <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello,
7: everybody. Hey.
2: Hello.
7: I've listened since uh, 2001, and I just I wanted to recap some things because, um, you know, I remember, like, your guys' September 11th broadcast that was just handled with such dignity and grace as always. I remember Tim doing the weapon of the day. Uh, I remember you guys moving the mornings and Tim having to leave halfway through. I remember... Uh, you guys haven't to go to Seattle and broadcast from a city in which your program was even air. Oh, I
5: forgot all
3: about that.
4: That was the most hilarious In
3: front ever. of PGE oh, Park. Oh, yeah, Matt and I were stuck we're here not,
5: and you guys got to go on an
3: adventure. You have not never heard of us and there was no reason for us to be there. Not PG
4: Park, a Safeco Field. Yeah. Where they're they right. were at Max. Oh, Jesus. Goddamn Max. They, they. what, a, what an abortion that station <laughs> was? <laughs> they, uh, Yeah, they, they had this brilliant idea, and by brilliant I mean stupid. Why were they even doing that, now that I think about it? I mean, like, really, honestly, why? Why
3: not send you to a city where nobody's ever heard of you, and the station cannot be received there?
4: They sent Tim and I, in a Lincoln Navigator, I think, to Seattle. We had to stay in Renton, to to Seattle, to broadcast our show from in front of Safeco Field, I think it was, which is where the Mariners play. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind, nobody said I don't know who we were. We couldn't be, so we're standing in front of Safeco Field, broadcasting to... Like in a city where no one can hear us, the only people who can hear us in Portland, yet we're not in Portland, we're in Seattle, talking about a game that we could not care less about.
3: that really, a sport we know nothing about.
4: It's like the worst experience. That was that whole station in a nutshell. It's just a waste uh, of money that made no sense. It
3: really was. And, Jeez. you
7: know, I remember, I remember that show when you guys would preempt, you guys would be you know preempted by the Mariners. I remember your leave and your glorious return. I remember the oscillating fan story, which will live forever.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'll play that I called...
7: Game. I called uh, uh, a few months ago and asked him to wish me a happy birthday on the air, which he graciously did, and I still listen to it to this day. And lastly, uh, I remember listening to you guys, and my 3-year-old son was laying on a surgery table having open-heart surgery, and through the most difficult, God-awful time of my life, Tim still being able to make me laugh. And so uh, it's with that said that uh, that I can tell you that my life really has been uh, improved and made better um, by you guys on the radio. And Tim, you've, you've made me laugh every day for seven or eight years, and that uh, – that, that i I will appreciate that forever, so thank you guys,
4: thank, thank you, you, sir. thank you uh, I forgot that we used to be interrupted by the mariners God that was stupid. I made
3: myself forget
4: i I forgot all about that because oh, that no was mariner's days. seriously, look, uh your show doesn't really matter. Can we interrupt it with men hitting a stick you know at a ball with a team stick. that's
3: popular but, with no one, yeah. That nobody cares about. <laughs>
4: Uh, hey Tom from Taboo Video says uh, goodbye to Oh, goodbye. Would Tom. you like some parting gifts from Taboo I, I, I'm Video? I'm sure
3: Richie will pass them along <laughs> to me when he gets them. Um,
4: this email is from our good friend Kristen Bowie, who obviously has been uh, on the show from time, uh, time to time, uh, helping when, like Sarah, for example, uh, is gone and um, works on musicology. Kristen Bowie says, I have no words for what has happened today. It is a true testament to how hard it is to work in radio. I have been in tears on and off all morning. Tim Riley is everything I hope to be as a broadcaster. She says, I have respected him since before I was in the business through my college years up to now. I want to say thank you for showing me, Tim, what excellence in broadcasting truly is. Portland's radio atmosphere will be missing a large chunk of what makes it creative and compelling. You ain't some goofy morning show, says Kristen Bowie. So that is uh... – hi, you're on The Rick Emerson Show. What's up?
16: Hey, Rick. This is Daryl. I mean, my three musketeers aren't going to be together anymore. And it really caught me off guard because I didn't catch the show from the beginning. And, um, I mean, oh, man. <laughs> I am not even sure what to say. You know, he's like my favorite news guy and funniest that I've, that I've heard, you know, always enjoyed the newscast. And if CBS had to do it, why did they lay off somebody? I don't know.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's usually the way That's the spirit, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
16: Yeah. Oh, well, you know, Tim, best of luck to you, dude. Um, uh, you know, you're funny, witty, um, always, always enjoyed your newscast. And uh, just like I said, absolute best of luck to you. I know you're going to land on your feet. I can just tell I can tell it in your voice because you got that newsman
4: voice. It's so always darkness before the dawn, Tim.
16: Yeah, you got that Ted Knight voice. Um, now, I guess one one question I do have is: Now, are you guys back being KotK? I'm I'm a little confused about all this. Oh, oh um, we
3: play some old air checks.
4: We uh, Tim and I, oh. <laughs> Tim Tim and I and Tim and I and Sarah uh, all first worked together uh, many many moons ago. Now at a uh, station that was actually literally next door to us, about a hundred yards away from us. A station called KFTK, which doesn't exist anymore. A guy named Bruce Agler brought us all together, I and so was we've been
16: listening <laughs> to you guys in <laughs> playing
4: some clips of uh, from yesterday, sir. So, okay. all right, thank you, my friend.
16: Okay, hey, take it easy. Good luck,
14: Ken. Thank, thank you very much. Ahead.
3: Take care.
4: All right, thank you. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
14: Boy, talk about relatability in the the most sour possible way. I've I've just been thinking the past few weeks how can this huge economic downturn we're all going through not affect your show in any way. And hoping that you'd stay on the air, but, man, it's bittersweet that you're going to stay on the air, but the sacrifice that had to be made is uh, this. I mean, Rick and Sarah, you guys are great, but you probably won't take it as a slight to hear me say, and probably a lot of people feel this way, Tim might be 55% of the reason I listen to this show. I mean, I know you guys are going to try and carry on, and I'm going to listen, and it'll still be the best thing on the radio, but, wow, it's, it's just quite a lot, and I don't want to take up too much time. Just a quick little story. My friend who turned me onto this show back in 2003. Uh, at one, I, I started calling up back then, and I often in my call with you know Tim Riley news god, uh, Tim Riley news icon. And I told my friend, Hey, I made up this thing. I call up, and at the end of the call, I say Tim Riley rules or something. And he said, You dumbass, everyone says that at the end of their call because
4: yeah, it's true, sir.
14: And uh, hey, just, Tim, you, I mean to be funny without trying to be. It really made you a unique character on Portland radio. You can't be replaced. And I just wish you the best of luck, especially your afternoon, uh, 359, 459, 559 at the end of a long day of work. I'd always make sure, because I'm not a huge light to spend, but I'd always make sure to have the radio tuned back uh, to 970 for that because it's that dry wit, man. I mean, it can't be replaced. And, and uh, I'll always have the fondest memories of listening to you. Anyway, best of luck to Tim.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. All right. I almost forgot about those after the newscast.
4: Uh, the uh well, you are your presence is uh you are omnipresent, Tim. Why, thank you, you are uh your influence is everywhere. Uh hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello.
14: Hey guys, it's hey. us, Scott Daly. Hey. hey Scott Daly, how are hey. you? Tim? Hey, I uh, you know, I'm I'm just I don't need to say hi, everyone knows everyone's doing the same thing. But you know, Tim, um I've worked with you worked in clothes with you for I don't know how long now, man, and I'm just going to miss it terribly. Hearing your voice on the air, the top fives are not going to be the same without you. And um, you know, best of luck to you, my brother. Uh, you know, I hope I hope we're able to still stay in touch and everything. But uh, you know, the airways will definitely not be the not be the same without you, Mr. Riley.
3: Well, thank you.
14: Yeah, you're thank welcome. You Scott Daly. And uh, best of luck to you, my friend. Thank, thank
3: you, Scott Daly.
14: All right, guys, take care. So right.
3: well, by the way, getting back to the email again. The email address listed on the web page is a CBS address, and it'll probably be disconnected at any point now. So all email to me now goes to uh, timreilyradio at yahoo.com.
4: Timreilyradio at uh, yahoo.com. And, and it's, uh, your website is rileylive.com. Yes,
3: I'll update the uh, website later.
4: And uh, Sarah and I, uh, there's really no chance to do it uh, today for obvious reasons, but uh, Sarah and I will be updating our blogs later to kind of have all that information as well. So uh, there will be... Uh, all that will be listed so people can stay in touch. This uh, email says, Tim is an intriguing man of mystery. I will be Googling him in the future. Many listeners, uh, myself included, are in fear of losing their jobs. In some perverse way, it helps to know that we are in such good company. Uh, good luck, Tim. Thank you. Um, let's see here. Um, uh, well, I've just got some more of these. Um, we'll get some more calls here in a moment as we prepare to uh, to wrap this up. And then to do God knows what. Um Let's welcome now to the uh, Rick Emerson Show a, uh, another good friend of ours, a friend and a colleague. Hello, sir.
11: Hey, it's Carl Click from K2. I'm crushed. Oh, Carl.
3: Tim. Uh, Carl.
11: When I grow up, I want to be as good as you.
3: I want to be as good as you. Well. You're, you're my favorite early morning news person.
11: Well, now you just don't have to get up as early anymore. No,
3: no, no. The, the dogs do not know when I'm un- unemployed. They, they have...
8: <laughs> and unemployed? Yes. Oh, uh, hey! I'll let
11: some other folks call in here because I know they love you as much as we do. But you, uh, you, you made my day for a long, long time, and I know you're gonna land on your feet. Uh, best newscaster ever. That's all I have to say.
3: Well, thank you, Carl. Carl, you are my favorite morning newsman. Oh, t- you know, that is the only news show that I watch, is Carl Click's news in the morning. You know what? Carl Click is in a,
4: he's in a class by himself. Yes. You are a breed apart, sir. Mm-hmm.
17: Uh, uh, only because America. I'm smart enough
8: to listen to you guys.
4: Uh, uh, now we're all just, now we're all just uh, hugging each other. By the way, you should know that during uh, the breaks, people have been coming in and giving uh, Tim no choice about it. People have been hugging Tim throughout the day.
3: And I let it go this one time. <laughs> Rick and I still
5: haven't touched him, though. We've been very respectful. No, uh,
4: no. We'll, we'll have a firm no, manly really. handshake at the end. If I were there, I'd be joining in. We'd be hard. doing that thing of, like, huddling together and walking toward the Kleenex across the room. That's a <laughs> oh, reference right. for fellow old people. Thank you, Carl Click. Thanks so much, Carl. Hi guys. Oh, Bye. There you go. Carl Click, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Is it me? Yes, it is. Hello, sir. Oh,
11: fantastic. Um, sort of hard to track because I get uh listen in and out during the day because I have my other job to do. But – uh Terrible news. Uh, you guys, all three of you, are fantastic. And what really strikes me is, you know, Rick, you're kind of mid-30s. You have that vibe. You know it. And Sarah does the 20s, and, and Rick, or Tim, just gives it all, you know, relates to the us older folks. And the dynamic has been so much fun. And I got you on, you know, headphones in the office, and sometimes I laugh out loud too much, but... uh also, very informative, and I hope you guys can keep up with the information.
4: Well, we uh, we like to think that uh, – I'll put it this way, um, and this is sort of a tricky statement, but uh, – and by the way, we – at a certain I, – I, you know, um, Richie, would you come to the studio, please? I, I feel bad that Richie's kind of oh, yeah, well, having to – Richie's, you know, obviously a lot of calls, and we're going to continue to take calls. Um, Richie's had his hands full, and he hasn't really been able to come on and, and be part of this. So, Richie, when you, when you get a chance, we you come to the studio? Um uh, this is a this is a tricky statement it to make so I hope this comes out the way I want it to come out um you know we've had there' been this show has existed in a lot of a lot of combinations and a lot of configurations i mean you know i mean the the, the list of people who at one point or another i mean at a certain point at a certain point it's kind of like kiss where you like you look at the list of people who've been in that band and it goes on for like three pages um Lots of people, many of whom are you know known to everybody, some of whom maybe only worked for a short time or long time ago or behind the scenes. I mean, lots of people on this program. There was, however, when Tim and Sarah and I, you know, when the the, this core, the three of us, this core of the three of us, um, you know, were put together. There really was, um, you know, a, a special. There was a click. I think that oh. there was there was a some critical mass that happened when Sarah and Tim and I were put together, and it, we the show really not that it was bad before, but it became much more than the sum of its parts. And oh, uh, you know, yeah. and and, and uh, you know, Richie just came in the studio. Richie's a huge part of that as well.
3: Yes,
5: Richie is.
4: Um, but Richie you know, does a
3: lot for us. He really does.
4: But years ago, when we finally the tumblers kind of all clicked, and it was the Tim Sarah Rick combination. I mean, that is really when I think traction on the show and just the exponential I think growth of the show, I think that's really when that started. So um, anyway, I don't even know what my point was, but uh, Well,
11: just I I think the dynamics have been fantastic and I think you're just agreeing. Yeah. Um really gonna miss it. Actually, you know, for the people that kinda come in and out, maybe you should announce it on the on the quarter hours like a terrible like a terrible event has happened, a breaking news event because that's how I feel about it.
14: We could uh,
4: well. I do have all those breaking news Sanders that we don't really get to use uh, a whole lot. So you know, maybe I'll yeah. do that. All right, thank you, sir. Thanks, sir. Hello, Richie Bristol. Hello. How are you today? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. How do you uh, answer that? <laughs> hey, I should. I like the hat. Yeah. There you do? Here you, go. Uh, hey, you look good, Richie. So I should. Uh, I should say, by the way, I'm not the. I don't. Know, I'm not the. I'm not talking out of school when I say that. So yeah. I. Uh, I called Richie last night. Oh man. About eleven o'clock, and I said, Hey, here's something you're not gonna like. It. I thought I was getting fired for. <laughs> because he called me at 11. I'm oh, like, no. oh, no, what did I do with the drag I, uh, I made uh, somebody <laughs> mad. <laughs> In case anyone should ask, just tell them you're fired. Uh, but I called Richie Weston, and the reason I called you so late is because... If you heard musicology, first of all, I take one moment and we'll talk more about that. I have
3: heard musicology. I should have.
4: Well, the, the the radio play went really well, but it was followed by musicology and. How did that go? I knew that. Well, here's I knew that Richie, uh, you know, because Richie's got this drag show coming up on which, Saturday, which we're all
3: still
14: going to. Which we're all still yeah, going. I'm gonna to. be there. I'm so gonna need a laugh. Us,
3: if you want to see us. Yeah,
14: if you, to you to want to say it. bye to uh, Tim, go to Taboo Video, get your tickets. There's still tickets. Look at <laughs> you.
3: Look at you, player. Such a salesman. Seriously,
14: Seriously. I mean, they would have him introduce me if you would. All right, I'll do that. Yeah, we can get him up. Fantastic. We can
3: that have would him be, be the announcer on there
0: if you want to be You're involved. A good sure, person, I'll do Richie. that, Richie. That'd be sweet.
3: I'll do anything for the drag queens.
4: Oh, rad! So last night I was here and I knew that Richie was going to be on Musicology, but I thought it was like just you and maybe one other person. I came down from my office at one point, and there were first of all Richie was in full costume, perfume, makeup, clothing drag last night. Do you I'm sexy. Yes. No, it really, he, he makes it work. I like both, though. This sounds weird, but like a young, hot B. Arthur. Um. So, but there were Richie and seven full-on screaming drag queens. You brought
5: seven drag queens here? and Shout a em. band. <laughs> and a
4: band, and the band was all like, it was like Nibbler, Greg Nibbler dressed as a sailor. It was like a drummer with no shirt. Sky. Yeah, I mean it was. Warren a saxophone. It was like so unbelievably so I didn't want to uh, want to tarnish that magic moment so I went... so I called Richie last night and I said uh, hey so this has happened but um anyway um uh, and I know Tim you you have in a while some things you got to do um, We're
3: all employed people have to
4: yeah um so we'll take a few more calls and then we'll then my final thought after this uh and then we'll uh. You know, then we'll see so the...
3: anyway, Richie we will all see you Saturday night, won't we? Oh, yeah.
4: Uh, well, not
3: me. You'll see Rochelle. Oh, Rochelle. Yeah.
4: You are, Sorry. Richie won't be there. You won't uh, see right. me. Uh, so Non-drag. for what it's worth, all of us here in this room, all four of us, are going to be at Richie's uh, drag performance this Saturday in North Bank, December hey, Uh You should be there as well. Uh, apparently, apparently, Tim is going to be introducing Rochelle Crystal. So Yay. that'll be uh, <laughs> uh, well, the whole
3: cabaret, probably, if you'll do it. Outstanding.
4: So, uh, <coughs> pardon me. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
3: Uh, good day, Rick Emerson What's here up? on KCMD Portland.
4: Thank you, sir.
15: Um, I just want to say, Tim, I'm very sorry. I uh, have experienced some, I want to let said my own place of employment um, to other people. And things that I've told the young people are they can uh, rest well knowing that this isn't their fault and they didn't do anything. It's just was a necessary, I guess, evil of the, the economy and um, I have to say that I have great respect for CPS allowing you on today.
4: Yes, it, it really Thank is. Thank you for doing that. Thank it, you. It, it really does mean the world, not just to Tim and to us, and I don't mean to the audience, but also the other reason, apart from the fact that Tim is actually able here to, to talk to us and to say all this, is the other reason that it means a lot. I think to all of us mm. is because it does underscore how much this, how much everyone at CBS, I think doesn 't want this to be happening and I mean, well, I would
11: say to the people at CBS best gesture ever:
3: Yes,
4: done and done. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, uh, let's do two more, then we'll um, then we will sort of wrap things up here and then uh...
3: it'll be a new program after the one o'clock during the one o'clock hour.
4: Well, it may just be two hours of me uh, just uh, snuffling like a girl into the microphone. We'll see. Hi, you're on The Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
1: Hi, Rick, Sarah, Tim. Hey. Just wanted to thank you guys for you know a really great show. You, you knock down the fourth wall and, and make a lot of us uh, feel like we're part of the family. And uh, without getting into the big uh, group hug from the end of the Mary Tyler Moore show, I'm also unemployed. i has got to do wonders for your demographics. But uh, – Tim, I need a favor from you. Sure. We're all family. All right. um, last week I had to put my, uh, my 14-year-old Dalmatian down, so oh, no. today I need you to give McGee a big hug for me.
3: I'll definitely do that.
1: But I wanted to just uh, say with all the, all the warmth and affection and respect I can, Tim and, my, and, and Rick, Rick, you can tickle our funny bone like no one else, but only Tim can tickle our fabula bone.
3: Thanks, guys. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, uh that's for for Bones everywhere. One more
4: and then uh we'll and we'll begin a little bit of a wrap up here. Uh hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show.
15: Sad, sad day.
4: Is this Andy the homeschool kid? Yes. Of course it is. Hello, Andy.
1: Hello, Andy. Just keeping it short, I know there's lots of callers and such. Uh you'll be missed, Tim, very much.
4: Well thank you. Thank you, Andy. All right. Uh thank you. If you could if you'd like to comfort us by dropping off some pastries, you could always do that.
1: They won't I have to be vegan, I guess. No. Not anymore. <laughs> oh <my God.
4: laughs> Win. Thank you.
3: <laughs> well done, sir. Thank you. Well played.
2: Oh wow.
3: <laughs> and that goes for all the rest of the treats being dropped off. Game, like set, and home. match. Wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll cook my own, and I'll be happy.
4: Oh, oh to have the positive outlook of youth. Jesus. God Almighty.
3: There is nothing to be said for youth.
4: Yes, there is. Well, um, I guess this is the... I mean, I don't know. I didn't say that goodbye. I mean, obviously, uh, we're all going to be together on uh, Saturday at Richie's Drag Show. Yes. And I should say at this point, and I only say this because it's true, um, you know, don't don't read less or more into this. But for now, this is how things are. The future is the future, and we will see lo- what lurks on the horizon.
3: We've gone through this before.
4: That is a good point. Over
3: and over and over again. We
4: have gone through this before, and this show is a little bit like a cockroach in that regard. You can't quite kill it. Uh, So people have tried. Well, this Uh,
3: roach is going to crawl back into the corner for a while.
4: um, But for today, for right now, uh, we do um, for now bid uh, a farewell to Tim Riley. Um, So uh, we will undoubtedly... Hear from you at uh, at some point. Yes. Um, we will be p- updating uh, 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 rickemerson.com, uh, dot com, dot com, all of that with your contact info. For now, it is rileylive.com. dot com.
3: Now you got to remove me from every picture everywhere. Who's that's, gonna do that? That's
4: not true. Mm-mm. That's not gonna no, happen. No, that's not happening. I mean, and, and at some point, uh, because I think there's, you know, it, it, uh, I can't speak for the station website. I guess at some point that, you know, they're gonna make that current. But you know, but it's that's that's another thing to note actually, mm. is that you know that's it you, this
5: isn't gonna be one of those fake things where we pretend that tim never
4: existed. who tim who scotty yeah, like, who
5: that people do a lot in radio where like they like he's not the new becky you know like we're not just gonna
4: that's the forget. thing and, and i you know and i'm not talking about any show in particular but there are radio programs where somebody you know quits is fired whatever and it's like and it's like they were never there uh it's like they were never you know it, it's like they weren't on the program to begin with um you know that's not the case. Uh, you know, so there's not going to be any sort of. It's not going to be like a like. It's not going to be like one of those Stalin propaganda films where they're like putting a plant in front of someone so oh, they yeah. so they weren't there in the history of you know whatever. Um, but I will say that this version of the program, the three of us, and Richie, of course, has joined us in the last year. It has
3: been the best one.
4: The three of us. This show has had its ups and downs over the years. This has been, this has been the best version of the show we've ever had. And I have often joked except it was only half a joke, and said that I am really more your sidekick, um, that I'm just uh, I'm just kind of here to laugh at your jokes. And that really wasn't much of a joke when I said it. It really is true and uh, and has been true kind of since the first day we were together. So on that note, um, I don't know if Sarah wants to say anything.
3: Oh, you don't miss you. I don't want to cry. So. No, no crying. But okay. I, I do want to say... Uh... I really enjoy sitting around talking to you guys all day because I really don't have anything to say to anybody else. <laughs> and, and in real life, I, I really don't have anything to say to anyone. It's, it's something about sitting in this room with you guys every day uh, that brings the best or worst out of us, or maybe a combination of both. <laughs> I
5: think a little bit of everything. I, I uh, I'm still so fortunate, to, that...
3: We are three, fortunate to be able to do what to we do love it? to do and for so long and continue to do it. And we'll do it
4: again. And that's worth noting, that this is today, tomorrow is tomorrow... And, you know, uh, I can't speak to tomorrow, but stay tuned for details um, in both the immediate and the somewhat less immediate future. Um, And uh, on that note, I I will say that uh, to echo something you just said, Tim, uh, uh, you know, I'm not... uh, you're not a social person. Sarah's more social than we are, but
5: yeah, but I'm a secret social person. I pretend to be more social. Than <laughs> I am. I'm nastier
3: than everyone.
4: And so I think I think I speak for a lot of us when I say that on the program we like almost no one in in a certain way
3: except for each other.
4: Please. Except for each other, mm. um, which
3: is actually
5: pretty magical because who else could work with us? <laughs> that's that's the,
4: and as history has shown, really no one yeah. else can work <laughs> right, with us. Exactly. Which is how we all ended up together in the first place. Thank you to Bruce Agler and um, and it, real briefly. Uh, and we got to wrap things up here, but real briefly, I should say, even though the program continues, as I said, is a two legged stool, uh, tomorrow, and then we'll see what happens beyond that. This is also a good opportunity to say that after we went off the air at Intercom, um, you know, a lot of times radio teams split up and they go their separate ways, and one guy takes a job in Topeka, and the other guy, uh, either decides just to go work at a fruit stand, and another guy, you know, another guy does whatever. Um, you know, but we all stayed together because we realized how special it was and how important it was that this dynamic remain in, unchanged. And you know, the audience, through their thousands and thousands of coffee cups, um, brought us this show. The three of us, that coffee cup crusade, and I wouldn't say it if it weren't true. That's the reason that we were back on the air. Uh, it was that coffee cup crusade that got um, the then general manager. Uh, Mark Whalen to email me and to say, Hey, uh, this is uh, Mark Whalen to CBS. Let's have lunch. And we had lunch and a few months later we were back on the air and we stayed together and we came back together and this version of the show is the best we've had. And so speaking on behalf of everybody out there and Sarah and myself, you know, um, you're a crucial part of the show and we'll be missed, but we will, um, this is not the end. This no, uh not. The future is the future. No. So that will unfold in due time. But for now, um, Godspeed to you, Tim Riley. Right,
3: thank you. And thank you all once again. It is time for me to leave.
4: All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, well, Tim you. Riley,
3: greatest newsman in the history of the world.
4: We'll be back after this in some capacity. Um, uh, so, uh, stay tuned, In the KOTK newsroom, here's your Northwest update.
3: Good afternoon, I'm T. Riley. No, it wasn't an endless, crumptious buffet on one of the fun ships of Carnival Cruise Lines that now dead Colombian stowaway found to the rudder of that cargo ship that docked in Vancouver, ate nothing but soggy bread for 12 days. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, even in between. So did his two cohorts who were now recovering in a manual for malnutrition and dehydration. Yes, we'll fatten them up, after all, we are Americans. But then, we'll turn them over to the INS for deportation. Police in Laughlin, Nevada, still on the alert for the possibility of more violence between biker gangs. Joelle Hearns of the Laughlin Chamber of Commerce says, hello, three people were killed over the weekend. She doesn't want to give us the impression that, well, Laughlin is some hotbed of hell. As you can hear, Laughlin is usually quiet. Lieutenant Terry Katz of the police department out there says the trouble was caused by 1% of that group. 99% are, well, well behaved.
8: What to do about that 1% now, Terry? So what you concentrate on is the 1% who call themselves, incidentally, 1%ers. You concentrate on them and try and prevent them from causing trouble for the other 99%.
3: So, if I want to join a biker gang,
8: which one should I choose? The Hells Angels are the largest gang, motorcycle gang, in the world. And they are certainly the best known. The Mongols are not as well known and have had a series of conflicts with the Hells Angels out in California and in the western states.
3: Decisions, decisions. The Mongols or the Hells Angels. You decide. Partly sunny the rest of this afternoon. high near 65 clear tonight. Lose about 40. And tomorrow sunny again. Tim Riley, the K.O.T.K. Newsroom.
5: K.O.T.K. Try one, maybe we can still
4: (laughs) (laughs) laugh. Did you ever notice? No. Anywho. Uh, It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It is 503-733-2970. So, in a moment, we're going to uh, welcome somebody to the the show who will weigh in on life, the universe, and everything, Um, (coughs) pardon me, I will say that uh, this is now the time in uh, the program and in the evolution of the program when I say that I don't necessarily know everything that's going to happen today. Uh, We got, whatever, 90 minutes, something, Um, you know, and I'm not entirely sure how the rest of today's program will go. Uh, which then brings us to the uh, the issue of tomorrow's program, and your <laughs> guess is as good as mine, uh, folks. So
5: well, at least we planned up until one. <sighs>
4: yeah, yeah, I mean, really, that's it. I mean, that's when the way to go
5: when we're meeting. It's like, how should we do this tomorrow? Let's just plan half of the show.
4: That was the best. That was the best we could do. Uh, was to plan until one o'clock, and really, there was no plan. The plan was Tim saying, "Well, I'm available till one." Said, Great, wonderful. Sarah, we're good until one. That was it. That was the plan. Yeah. And what did we
5: even do? We just kind of sat there and stared at each other a lot.
3: Yeah. And
5: yeah. drink coffee.
4: Well, we'll tell that story in a moment. I mean, yeah. we might as well. And and can we talk? Can we talk about our weekends then? Perhaps? Yeah. Well, we will. And and not to be labor. I mean, but look, F it will be labor because today is the day you labor. Today and tomorrow and probably in diminishing amounts after that. But and we'll get uh, we'll we'll get Jim Roop here in just like five seconds. But the last time this happened to us. Um, you know, we there was never ever any chance to say a, goodbye or B to tell the story. And in fact, when we got fired at Intercom, God, we were off, how long? nine months, eight months? And it wasn't until eight months later that I could say, "Hey, here's how that all went down. So obviously, you know, this is a different situation, but a lot of people out there are dealing with something like this. We're not alone. And so we'll kind of tell you how it went for us, emotionally and otherwise, and then we'll see where we are after that. In the meantime, ladies and germs, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show. A man who has been there, uh, CNN radio correspondent Jim Roop. Hello, Jim.
15: Hey, I'm really sorry I'm calling so late. Bastard.
5: (laughs) Thanks for getting me in trouble, Jim.
4: (laughs) Uh, You know, um... It's okay. I'm really
15: sorry. I, I got in the middle of something, and as 12.30 approached, I started to sweat. I think I was the only guy in Southern California at 67-degree temperature at sweating at 12.30. And then it went, and I, I was stuck in the situation I could not get out of. I'm so sorry. You
4: know what? Uh, here's the thing. First of all, I, we should give a little backstory story here. Uh, we uh, were really unsure about what to do today, and Tim, God bless him, is like more of a pro than anybody else. I mean, he's more of a pro than all of us put together, and... I said, I don't know, man, should we have, like, do you want to do news? Do you want to just take calls? Do you want to, should we have the CNN? He's like, let's have the CNN people on. And he, and so we said, okay, well, look, here's the deal. We'll kind of book some of the CNN folks that, you know, have been with the program for a long time. And we'll give them a heads up so they know they know the deal. Uh, which, of course, as it always does, got Sarah and I in trouble with uh, with some of your uh, higher-ups at the network, which, you know, we'll deal with later. But, um anyway uh so it's not a big deal we you know i know that uh you know you you know you've been with the show for jesus years years now we've been doing this i will when we're done um or probably today later tonight i'll I'll pass you tim's contact info uh sure, in case you want to drop him an email or whatever so he's uh you know yeah he at 1, one o'clock he had to go uh he had to go meet with h r you know, which is always a lot of fun uh, when you do your exit interview. So it's don't worry about it. Is 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 what I'm the point I'm trying to make. It's not a big. It's one of those days, Jim. Um, well, I feel terrible about it, nonetheless. Well, no, no, don't you know? It's uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, to use a phrase that my wife hates. Uh, so it's funny, uh, not funny. ha uh, it's funny. It's weird because for the last, however, you know, we've been talking about how weird the economy is and how. You know, it's just just like it is all around you, and it's not that you get used to it. It's just that, like, you are in this tunnel where everywhere, you know, sometimes economic problems or any kind of problem, they're like this fire on the horizon where you can kind of see the smoke, but it's over there, and if you look the other way, the sky is clear. Right now, it's not like that. Right now, it you are in a tunnel, and no matter what direction you look, you see the same thing. You see the problem. And, I mean, you know, Obama came out today and he's like, it's going to get worse and much worse and worse still before it gets any better. And we have been um, immune here at this station anyway from it all year. We have been exempt. We have managed to avoid anything like this, even as it affected people, uh, sometimes people around us, people we knew, people uh, that we uh, loved and respected. And we managed to we managed to dodge every bullet this year. And
9: uh, almost made it.
4: Almost? Yeah. And you know, but it was. It sounds too flipped to say, but it was. It was our turn, you know. Um. So anyway, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be unburdening myself. I love like you're my shrink or something. I just, uh, you know. But you, but I, I guess my my point. You know, you've worked in radio for a long time, and you have you have gone through this uh, numerous pro- times, <laughs> numerous times in a numerous ways, and some of those ways are. Terrible. Some of them are terrible, but hilarious in retrospect. Uh, some of them are just uh, crap. Some of them, uh, you know, like today, for what it's worth, the you know the fact that Tim was able to come and you know, I mean, they, they and they told him, that you made this meeting at one o'clock, but they they just flat out are like, dude, if you want to come on and all four hours, do whatever you want to do uh, on Monday. I mean, the idea that uh, that he was given a chance to sort of say goodbye and to bid farewell is, I'm not going to say it never happens, but it happens very very infrequently in radio. And That's true. That is a testament to how much nobody at CBS wanted this to happen. You know. Yeah. Anyway.
15: Well, uh, you know what I liked about—I don't know—it's like a eulogy. But what I love about him is—is is his delivery. Oh yeah. And his—I uh, mean his—I mean the way he can inform through entertaining. And I, I just—that I just, was my favorite thing about him is listening to. I love getting on the time to hear the news before I go on with you, just so I get to hear him do that. Because it was—I'd sit here and just laugh.
4: No, and, and just uh, you know, uh, maybe we sh- maybe we should just do this. Maybe for the ref, for like, you know, as I always say, you like to think that everybody listens for all four hours every day, but people tune in and out, and sometimes they're only hearing part of the day. Maybe we should just start lying and actually say that he's dead, and then at the re- at the end we reveal that no, 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 he's still alive, it's, it's laid off but alive, you know. And then it's sort of like then it's like then it's like swinging three bats in the warm-up circle. You know what I mean?
15: Well, when Sarah oh. called me. Uh, I uh, as soon as I hung up, I ran to the calendar to make sure it wasn't April first. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I was hoping it was April first. Well,
4: that is, and that's the other thing is like uh, Sarah and I were, and we'll talk more about our weekend uh, later on. But I that was part of our thing is you know we're like you know we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get past uh, a lot of people thinking that we're just effing with them, uh, yeah. Yeah, thinking that we're like no 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 no, no, no we're just fooling. Here's uh It was you know I think the first. What is that whole thing of the five stages of grief or whatever? And the first one is like denial and then anger and then bargaining and then something other. And we've had so many weird situations on this show where one or all of us have been fired. You know, we always come back together, but, but, you know, we go through this weird period. And I think the listeners on the one hand are maybe kind of not used to it, but they've lived through it. Um, But on the other hand... Because we've gone through it so many times, there is this uh, tendency to go like, "Ah, you're just screwing with us. You're playing. You're playing on our well-established fear that the show will get canceled again." So, anyway, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I. How was how was your weekend?
15: <laughs> you don't want to talk my weekend. Uh, you really? Well. Really don't.
4: Oh uh, well i guess I'm, I'm, uh,
15: just, I'm sorry, i am just kind of in shock here. Yeah, I don't know what to say you know you're it, it's it's that thing where you know you you don't know what to say because whatever you say it's, it's gonna sound stupid coming yeah, out of your mouth yeah. um but i'm I'm just sorry this happened to your show I really am uh I, you know uh, it's just it's just it's a it's a bummer,
4: yeah, it really is uh so i mean the only silver lining you can give to this again a is that if it had to happen, and I think as much as everybody tried to find every way for it not to happen. And everybody tried to find every possible alternative and solution and workaround, whatever, um, you know, to, 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 to no avail ultimately. But, uh, you know, that, A, it was done, I think, as smoothly as you probably can do it. And also that, as we said, the show is like a cockroach and comes back, you know, and... You know, we'll see what the uh, you know we'll see what the future holds. So,
13: yeah. All right.
4: On that note, sir, uh, we will uh, undoubtedly talk to you. Uh, are you on tomorrow?
15: No, I'm supposed to be off tomorrow, but uh, yeah, call me anyway. I don't care. I
4: don't um, think we're going to do that. I think that I ends. Can,
5: you know, I just I, I want to know. Never mind. I don't
4: think me, that ends badly I'm when gonna... we call you directly. Uh, that uh... yeah. I'm
5: sorry. That was the last time I'm going to do that today, Jim Roop. I love you, but. I got yelled at.
4: So, yeah, that... uh,
5: I'd like to tell how that happened.
4: But uh, be
15: that as a thing, we'll talk.
4: That ends poorly. So, all right, uh, my friend. Well, enjoy your day. Go, uh, I don't know, go drink something for all of us. Okie doke. (laughs) Thank you, Jim Roop. And the thing is, he means it. He will. Mm -hmm. He'll be drinking. Today, he's drinking for three. All right. This email says, uh, Rick... Here's the day I. Re- Tim isn't dead, by the way. Just in case you're just joining us, I know it. We, it, we, it sounds for all the world like he's dead. Uh, he's uh, he's not dead. He's not even dead to us. Um, Tim has um, Tim has been downsized. Yeah. I don't know. There's just no. And, and there's no euphemism. There's I no mean, good
5: way to say it. Like he's he's not here. He's gone.
4: I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. And it, you know, but by the same token, I don't I don't want to reduce it to the word fired because that denotes to me, that denotes like a, uh, yeah, you suck, you know, get out, uh, you know, your your performance is unsatisfactory and it clearly, and it isn't that, Um, you know, as I said, we just, uh, you know, we dodged dozens of bullets all year long um, and, and just, uh, and this, this last one was just not dodgeable mm-hmm. and we, we try, yeah, we, we uh, every, I think everybody, yeah, I think tried everything that was possible to avoid this and it just, uh. Could not be avoided. Uh, This email says, Rick, the day I realized that Tim Riley is God. Had to be the week that Anna Nicole died, and you read the story about the little Native American boy of the Tahoma Odom Indian tribe that was her lost son. I listened to him read that story with tears coming from my eyes, laughing so hard he gave all the names and places his own special twist and pronunciation. It was that day my eyes were truly opened to the greatness of Tim. One of my prized Emerson show possessions is a name tag I got to wear while touring OMSI and the Bodies exhibit after winning the fill-in for Tim Riley NewsHour. This is John, oh, the Tim. guy that came into the studio to fill I, in for him I that totally day. I totally remember John. The name tag doesn't just say Tim. It says Tim in quotes. Good luck, Tim. We hope to hear from you soon. John and Gresham.
5: My favorite Tim Riley story, there, there are billions of them, but I have never laughed as hard as I did <laughs> with the donkey story.
4: Oh, God. Isn't
5: that right, it, donkey? Isn't
4: that right, donkey?
5: That is the funniest thing I have ever heard in my entire life.
4: Oh, uh, let's see. Um, Well, I guess, I mean, here's what we got. Uh, we got.
5: We got lots of time.
4: I got all the time in the world. I mean, although who knows? They could be waiting for me right now. I mean, <laughs> there could be a guy standing in my office with, like, a box and, like, a thing for me to sign. Uh, I don't think that's the case, but.
5: I think I'm going to the liquor store today. I haven't really ever sat at home with, like, a good bottle of whiskey and just listened to some records. That's what I did yesterday. I just went home, smoked cigarettes, and, like, just listened to Elvis Costello over and over again. That's, all I... that's all I wanted to do.
4: And I'll tell you that um, I, d- I have to tell you that, it's uh, to make a soul about me for a moment, really my wife deserves, like, a special medal of honor uh, for the last couple of days having to, uh, having to deal with, to put up with me. Um, because not that she's, I mean, let me say this, Laura's been, you know, we, we've been together for a long time. She knows the deal. She knows radio. She knows how much it can be great and how much it can be not great and how great radio can be and how much radio can just be the absolute suck. And, um, she was with only the best intentions trying to get me out of the house like last night, especially, to just to, to to get out and just not sit at home and just be locked in this ball of like black. Um, and she's like, "Come on, let's." She's like, "Let's." She's like, "Let's go buy some Christmas mugs." She's like, "We can't find the goddamn mugs in the basement." <laughs> she's like, "Get in the car. Like, put on your coat. Get in the car. We're gonna go buy some Christmas mugs." And I was just like, "Well, you know how it is." I was just like, "I just want to sit alone you know, in a dark room."
5: When you and I were sitting talking yesterday, I just lacked enthusiasm for anything. everything, anything and everything. And like, fun, like all I wanted to do, I just sat at home and listened to a scratch I and just kept flipping it back and forth over just sitting in my, yeah. in my living room. Like there's some things you can't convey. I don't know. Like today's not a good day.
4: Uh, we'll get more calls here in a moment. People are going to be calling probably all day about this. So we'll take as many of those as we can and probably tomorrow. And you know, as, as word kind of gets out and you know, we'll, people will hear the, hear the scoop. Um, so today was Tim Riley's last day on the program, if you were just joining us, um, you know, and that decision was not made by anybody in Portland, but it was a business decision, nonetheless. And the fact that it was made for purely business reasons, as they say in The Godfather, it's not personal. It's just business. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make it any better. I mean, I guess it makes it incrementally better, but incrementally is still only incrementally. Um You know, so we'll... Play out this thread, and we'll see how it goes. And as far as tomorrow, people have been saying what's going to go on tomorrow. You know what? Um, and I don't mean this is this is not a guarantee, but, you know, you, you'll find out the same time we find out tomorrow when you tune in. So the program does go on, and, you know, for a lot of reasons. Um, because – well, first of all, this sounds so corny, and I almost don't want to say it because it sounds so unbelievably insincere it, in my I mouth. I showed
2: emotion
5: on the air. You can totally sound <laughs> cheesy.
4: I know. Um, so there sounds, even thinking it, it feels so insincere in my mouth. So you'll have to believe me when I tell you this is true. I think first and foremost, the show goes on because, because Tim wants it to and would want it to.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And, you know, that is absolutely a fact. And if you know Tim and if you've listened, you know that's the case, that... You know, Freddie Mercury said, "The show must go on," and and that is exactly that is exactly how Tim feels. And you know, um, that's just that that is that is how it is. And you know, nobody's saying it's going to be the same because it's not. You know, it can't
5: be. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's just not feasible. We can't get someone to mispronounce things and then that, that they're Tim. And
4: that's the other thing, by that the way. I mean, happen. you know, I'm not look. I mean. And I'll tell you this, that you can't have, probably, you probably can't have this show or any kind of show like this without at some point doing news or having a news story. But, you know, the idea that, well, why don't you just, why don't you get another guy that sounds like a 1950s New Englander to mispronounce things like Rod Serling. She's not going to work. And we would never, ever do that. A, because there's only one Tim. B, because, you know, we're not that show. You know, we're like uh, one blonde girl leaves and you hire another blonde girl. You know, no Dick Sargent, get Dick York, or which however that went.
5: It um, kind of happened with Christina and I, though. <laughs> but it just so happened that we were both very different people, but we were both.
4: I, I guess um, you know, but but you were. I mean,
5: different but that's
4: people. not true. You were already both I, there. I know, I know. <laughs> um, so I mean, the idea that we would just go out and get some other like, let's get a stodgy sounding guy to read the news and be grumpy. I mean, this is not going to work. Um, and we wouldn't want it to. The good news, bad news is that. There is only one Tim. There is no one like Tim. Unique is a word that gets really, really overused to the point that it doesn't mean anything. Um, God, it's amazing how in control I can be now that Tim's not in the room. Um, I say tempting fate. (laughs) But, you know, there's no one that sounds like Tim. Tim is the very definition of unique. And so that sucks, I guess, in the sense that it's a real feelable loss. It is a tangible loss. You know, the absence is conspicuous. I mean, I think already just there's the vibe, you know, it's conspicuous because there's no one like Tim. The The only, it's not good, but I guess the only upside to that is that, you know, everybody knows, everybody knows that there's only one Tim. And so the idea again that we would... You know. Well, let's find you know, let's find a, another guy from Nashua who kind of talks like that and whatever. It's just that that's we all know that that's not an option. And even if it were, we wouldn't take that option. Mm-hmm. And so whatever the program evolves into, whatever we do or don't do, whatever news we have or don't have is going to be different, and the show will be to some degree different because of it. Now, and I, please
5: try and be patient with us too. Like we're we're struggling as much as you are because this is this is as unexpected for us as it. As it is for everybody.
4: And I do want to say, not that I expected anything less, but I do want to take a moment to really give it up to to everybody who called and who is emailing, who understands, or at least, at least trying to understand, what it is and what it isn't. Yeah. Um, that, you know, that it sucks, but it sucks in a different way than it could have sucked. And I know that sounds stupid, but there's a lot of ways that these things go down, and... There's a lot of ways that we, either individually or collectively, have been let go in the past. And at least this wasn't that. And so, you know, we've gone through a lot of things together, all of us. Um, everything from, you know, the early days in Portland to the syndicated show to uh, the, the coming back to Intercom to getting fired at Entercom to coming back to CBS uh, to, you know... N- Sounds like I'm, you know, whatever. But, you know, we all, the, 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 the people talk about that September 11th broadcast that we did. You know, um, talk radio more so than most other forms of radio, and especially this kind of show. You know, you go through everything together, and everything is, everything is something, you know, it's communal. And that word is another one that gets, you know, that gets overused. But this is no different than any of those things, in that we are all going through it together. And as Ron Carter used to say to me, was a general manager we had at KOTK, uh, Ron Carter was Bruce Aguilar's boss, and so he is really uh, responsible for me and Tim yeah, and for Sarah. I mean, yeah. Went to WSU and said, hey, you're a fresh-faced young gal. Would you like to be in radio? Ron Carter, who was one of the best GMs I've ever had, and who was just relentlessly terminally cheerful about every—it was like he came out of a Frank Capra film.
5: He was super cool too. He was
4: totally cool,
5: like a very dapper gentleman,
4: and just like a great, a great dad. That's what Ron Carter was like. Ron Carter used to have these two things. He would say, uh, he'd say, whenever something was going wrong or there was weirdness in the air, which there always is in radio. I remember when, I remember when when they were when the, the story was. We were at KOTK. I remember the story was that KOTK was about to fire everybody because we were going to get sold, which that turned out to be true, Uh, one immediately and one delayed. But I remember there was all this business with KOTK and the sale, and they're going to fire everybody. Ron said these two things. It's like a big smile. He was like the mayor of Sunnydale. It's a big smile on his face. And he said, well, gang, you just got to get in there and put one foot in front of the other. And it's like, it sounds so hokey, but like you t- he said it, and you were like, by God, you're right, Lon." Like, he totally believed it. And the other thing he used to say, which is not always true, but which is still something that I repeat to myself, and it's something that over the last however I've been saying to people, because it's been a weird year in the world, in the country, in the industry, and at CBS Radio Portland. It has been a a year with its challenges, let's put it that way. And Ron Carter used to say to me, he used to say, well, you know what? He'd say, you know what? The best way to keep your job is to do a good job. So get in there and you start swinging. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Not so much. (laughs) But, you know, I don't know what the hell my point was. Uh, The point is that we all go through this together. And Sarah and I and Richie. Uh, we'll go through it together with you guys as we try to figure out what we're going to do, what we're going to not do, what the show is, what the show isn't. And I don't really have any easy answers to that because there probably aren't any easy answers. So, but we uh, want to work on it. Put right, one right, foot some... in front of the one other. One
5: foot in front of the other.
4: We're going to take a few phone calls. We'll probably break. And because I don't want this to be a thing that just hangs out there, we'll talk a little bit about how our weekend went um and you know to whatever extent is really possible that the kind of the you know just how we dealt with it and the the, the you know the, the back story and all of that just because we never got to tell that last time and because so many people have gone through this you know uh everyone has their story and we'll tell you ours and who knows maybe you feel a little uh a little less isolated because of that who knows um hi you're on the rick emerson show sir madam is the case maybe
16: howdy rick hey you know um I have been on both sides. I've been in your chair where a dear friend has moved on, and I've been the dear guy that moved on, whether it was a friend or not. Man, life is, is in flux all the time, and as time passes, the pain eases, and holy smokes, it's made of sweet memories. Tim, uh, what a guy. You know, I'm just one guy from Southern Oregon, I've only been listening about two months. What, what a great guy. The suck thing is somebody else is going to scoop him up. His talent's going to be somewhere else. So, uh,
4: well, I will say that, uh, and this, again, sounds like a corny cliché, but anybody would be lucky to have Tim. Um, yeah, that, is, uh, that is a given. That goes without saying.
16: There you go, man. And the Rick Emerson Show will go on. Somebody will slide into that chair. Not as well, but uh, sweet memories. Life is full of them, and that's what that's what lodges in our soul. It's anyway,
4: part of Life's Ridge Pageant. Amen. Yeah, right. Thank that you, is. sir. Yeah. All right. Oh, God damn. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Well,
16: okay. I didn't know. I was listening, and all of a sudden it's on. Hey, I uh, sent me an email last week uh, to talk about my uh, script I wrote about a little bit of Elvis and stuff. <laughs> Did you want to talk about that today? You want me to call back another time? Really? Uh, have we honestly. What? <laughs> last week, last Monday, you sent me an email, and it said, I heard about your Elvis movie and wanted to call you. wanted you to call me and talk on my show today, but that was last Monday. I was kind of busy the
4: week. So... Hold on Hold on one second. We're just old, holding... sir. Sarah, you remember? What no. You, An Richie, Elvis
5: movie? I don't know. Like, my mind is so full of other stuff, I, I don't remember. My
4: brain is kind of not. My brain's on slow. Our uh,
5: apologies. If that our, my right.
4: apologies. Uh, please don't think I'm being rude. Richie, can you talk to, uh, he's on line one. Can you talk to the uh, Elvis movie guy and uh, find out what that's all about? Uh, who knows? I have no idea what I said or didn't say to anybody last week. I can't even really remember what I had for breakfast this morning. Oh, wait, it was nothing. It was a big bowl of pain. Ugh. All right. My whole yeah, life is up, one like, dark room.
5: Did you sleep well last night? What do you think? <laughs> I woke up at 4 a.m. and could not fall back asleep, and I just flip-flopped until my alarm went off at 8, and I'm like, okay.
4: Uh, we got, you know, the new the new dog, the new puppy, and um. so we got, you know, he's not. He's a puppy, so he kind of – it's not that he doesn't obey, but he doesn't totally obey. So he's in that weird – the new dog, uh, Philo, he's in this weird state where he obeys some commands but not others, and he'll some commands sometimes, and then he'll, like, he'll forget again. So he'll know to stay or to sit or whatever, um, you know, but then occasionally he'll just sort of forget and he'll ignore it. Anyway, so th- th- the point is uh, occasionally he'll do this thing of coming in and jumping up on the bed and, like, sleeping on the bed in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So, like, at 3 in the morning he'll sidle in and, like, <laughs> jump up on the bed, which I guess is all well and good, I- except that he's also got this thing where he's, like, this hair-trigger alarm clock you can't turn off. And so the minute either Lara or I, like, adjust, move over, turn, yawn, God forbid my phone beeps or rings, Philo immediately is like, Good morning, I'm awake! And he begins jumping up and down like just a spastic five-year-old. So I, I was sleeping really badly, and then on top of it, my sleeping badly, I woke up at one point at like 4 a.m., and I'm like, uh, sleeping, tossing. And I tossed and turned, and he had gone, and he immediately then assumed it was morning and time for like his food and a walk, and just began jumping up and down in the bed, which woke Max up, and then Max and Philo were, you know, just jumping and he's going to snort. and it was like 4 a.m., and I'm like, come on, oh, d- no. shut up, i try to sleep. It's the worst day ever. Anyway, so no, no, I didn't sleep very okay, well good this good weekend, Sarah.
17: I'm going to sleep
4: emotions. Uh, we'll do one more here, and then we'll take a break. Hi, you're on The Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
8: Hey. Hey. Sorry to hear about your loss. Thank you, sir. But, you know, I think the best medicine for a situation like this would be to go to all office space and find some ragged piece of uh, office equipment somewhere, and three or four of you go out in the woods and just beat the living hell out of it.
4: Well, I like your uh, I like your panache. Maybe we can I'll give take you that. The door and Seriously, the maybe we can take the door that doesn't actually I mean, really, how hard no, is
5: we're locked in here with no handle?
4: I'm left. not directing this at Matt because Matt, you know, Matt in engineering does a great job and has his plate more than full right now. But this is really just directed at the universe. How hard is it to keep a goddamn door working? For the love of Christ! Sorry, I scared him away.
5: <laughs> I think you did. Let's just channel our anger toward the door. That works. I mean, the, 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 come on, it's just a
4: just an effing door. The love of Jesus. All right. Shall we take a break? Let's do that. Take a break. We come back. We'll, um I don't know. Did you pick this intentionally? No. Sarah Dillon. I almost played this, but then I thought it was overly bitter. All right. Back after this. It's the Rick Emerson Show. I don't go anywhere.
2: And the boys <laughs>
13: understand anymore. So much, and he won't play what they say to play. And he don't want to change what
9: don't need to change. And there goes the last DJ.
4: Where's that broadcasting from deep within the suck liner?
9: Seriously.
2: All right. Mm
4: -mm -mm -mm. This one just says, something in the mist took Tim Riley. People are leaving cards at the back door. I will make sure he gets these. If you leave things, by the way, I should note that, too. If you send letters, things, boxes, canned goods, food, cash, whatever, for Tim, uh, I'll make sure that he gets all that stuff. I'm not telling you to do so, but, I mean, if you... But we've already got at least one person who dropped off a an Expressions from Hallmark card for Tim in an envelope. Uh, anything like that that does get dropped off or sent here to CBS, I will personally make sure that Tim gets it. So just...
5: And we'll all see him at Richie's Drag Show on Saturday, too. We're
4: going to see him at Richie's Drag Show on Saturday, which I guess uh, Tim will be emceeing. So,
5: anyway. That's so cool of Tim to do that. Oh, yeah, That is going to be a night of hilarity and awesomeness.
0: Mm,
4: ah, all right. Hi, yeah. you're on The Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
18: Hello, uh... Well, I'm calling this and say, uh, I think this is this is just an example of how you know the whole advertising revenue model. it's just isn't good at you know supporting quality content in a lot of ways. And uh, like you know, what about subscription model? You know, like I pay every year for uh, NPR because the content is just so freaking good.
4: Are are you saying that? Are are, we, are you uh, are you offering to give me $15 right now?
18: Yeah, no, I know, I absolutely am. <laughs> and I'm a computer, I'm a web programmer, and I know that me and a friend or two, we can build a subscription site in a day. You know, so what, what I'm saying is, yeah, like, think 10 or $15 a year times, what, 40% of your base? You know, who would, you know, how many people do you think would actually do it? I think a lot. You know, I just called a couple friends when I heard you on the radio. Like, you know, like several friends of mine are emotional over this, too.
4: Well, it's, uh, I, I would say, uh, first of all, thank you. I mean, for, you know, for, how do I put this? Thank you for calling your, your friends and for letting us know you did that because, again, it it, it does underscore the fact that it is all of that stuff that can sound so corny like community and together and the family and the whatever it, it does underscore that which is you know a great thing about about this show and you know and other radio shows have that too but talk radio especially in this program more so i think than a lot of a lot of others certainly in portland um as for you know the the subscription model is there a way to put this back together i'll put it this way please don't think that i'm that i'm just saying this um First of all, you know, for what it's worth, uh, you know, you send me an email about it because it's always good to to have people to know people and to, you know, to kind of have that stuff. So, please do okay, send sure, me an email okay. and then and then so send me an email about it and let me also just say something that I said early on and don't read less or more into this, but all right. but today but but for Sarah and I were talking about this yesterday and you know and, and a thing I said that kind of came out of my mouth which we both felt was, you know, it clicked as sort of a thing that is very true, which is, for now, this Mm -hmm. is how it is, but this is a a fast-changing industry and business, and I will just say that who knows uh, what the future holds. For now, this is where we are, but, um, you know, the future is, uh, is an open road in some ways. So I'll, I'll leave it I at
18: that. You. No, that's very cool. I hear you. And, and also, i got to say, because, you know, like, um, this also be, it would be cool just because, like, uh, whatever, after 2003, you know, we had the recession. Personally, I left Portland, went to New York, and right, came back. Right. I think I came back. I think that's when you guys had an interruption in the show, and then you guys came back.
4: Is that what um, we call yeah. it, an Interruption. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know
18: but i mean you know whatever i was in i was in withdrawal you know like uh i got needs you see so something a, a different model would help you know help me get what i need
4: what, a, what about insurance. my needs well yes, exactly. it's let me let me put it this way anything is possible and the um <laughs> you know the future is uh i don't know i all would i right, sure there'll be developments of one kind or another in in the not too distant future i would imagine Sounds
18: great well thanks i'll send you email thank you sir. thank so, you all right
4: uh, one more, and then I apologize. We're going to have to take another break and get caught up, and then we'll come back, and uh, we'll talk more in the 2 o'clock hour. So in a moment, we're going to have to take one more break, and then we'll then we'll be more or less caught up uh, for now. This email says, hire back Scotty J. Give him a couple of drinks and have him do the news. Uh, whatever you pay Scotty, he's more than he's making now. He'll probably do it for free booze. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
12: Baddest show ever.
4: Yeah, I'm with you. I am with you, know, you sir.
12: I, I I missed the, the very beginning, and uh, I listen to the show usually on podcasts uh, while I'm running because I can't get an AM radio with an ear, you know, right. with earphones. Right. Um, but so I heard that after the beginning of the show, what did they give a reason? I mean, they couldn't possibly be planning on hiring someone else for twenty percent less or something.
4: Well, I mean, in terms of a reason for this for this change, this this thing, um, you know, the reason is. The reason is that things, not just in radio, uh, across the board. I mean, the media has taken it. it. Some sections of the media are taking it in the shorts pretty hard. But across the board, uh, it is not a secret. I mean, look, you got those guys. I don't know. I, we haven't done any actual real news today, so I don't know if it's still happening. Those guys, what is it, that GM plant? Is that what it was in Michigan? Everybody know what I'm talking about? There's a bunch of GM guys that, like, are holding, that, like, occupied a plant. They're, like, holding a plant hostage, and they won't leave until they get like an extension on their benefits and their, their salary or whatever. There's a, I mean, I hope I don't have it so good. And there's like a sit in, it's not violent, but there's like a sit in occupation of some car factory happening back East. I read it last night. They've been there for like two days and they're like, we're not leaving until you tell us how our families are going to be taken care of. So I'm not trying to equate this with that. Um, But, but you know, it, it's bad everywhere. It's especially bad in some parts of the media and I will say that, uh, you know, uh, it's not a secret. Uh, CBS Radio, not just in Portland, but CBS Radio in general, has had uh, kind of a kind of a bumpy year. And we're having a tough time. And, yeah, and it's December. So let's think, I'll put it this way. It is December. It's been a tough year for everybody. And CBS is no exception. And we don't get an exemption from that. But all year, we managed to dodge every bullet. We managed to avoid this. We managed to 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 be spared. Um, and uh, you know, after a year of ups and downs and belt tightening or whatever you want to call it, layoff streamlining, we managed to dodge every bullet. And it was just, uh, it was our time. You know, it was just our turn. And you know, and the uh, you know, we're we're a live local show here, and which is great. And we're happy to be a live local show. You got to also look at it realistically from a financial sense and say, you know, uh, we did manage to, again, avoid and to escape unscathed the whole year. But when finally our number gets called, um, you know, when you look at like, you know, the station, I mean, it's us. There's no other, you know.
5: Right, right. There's no place else to
4: take it from. There's no place else to take it from. And the reason, you know, and I'll say this a million times, the fact that Tim was here today to do a farewell and a goodbye is a testament to the fact that there's no animosity or ill will and that nobody wanted this to happen. This was not the respect they have for him even. This yeah, this was not the decision of anybody in Portland. This was a decision made far up in some office that I'll probably never get to see ever in my life. It was made in some room somewhere. And I don't say that with bitterness, but I'm just, it's the reality that this was not a decision based on anything, but a guy looking at a page of numbers somewhere in some room in some other state and saying, we got we got to do something. We got to make ultimately, a cut.
18: Ultimately,
12: you all work for that guy.
4: And ultimately, yeah. that's a good, thats a that's a great way to put it. And ultimately, we all work for that guy. Everybody here in Portland works for that guy. And you know nobody wanted this to happen um we you know we were able to i think today to do it as smoothly as we could have but it wasn't a thing anybody wanted
12: so uh, i've been a coffee cup before i've been a fan since the first iteration of the show and through the ugliness i'll stay in touch and keep listening right. of course the emerson show without tim riley's like uh, christianity without the holy ghost so <laughs>
4: <laughs> thank you sir. You're... And
12: so we'll keep listening. I'll stay on the uh checking his uh website all the time yeah. so when you know whatever he's got going on I'm supporting him.
4: Thank you sir. You're a good person. All right, have uh, a good day. Thank you. We're going to take one more break here we'll get caught up. Uh hang tight. We get back. I don't know. I guess we'll talk uh I don't know a little bit about how our weekend went and kind of how we tried to deal with this this weekend. So stay there. It's the Rick Emerson show. <laughs>
2: Everybody says the dance on the floor <laughs>
4: And radio program. It's 503 733 2970. 503 733 As with all uh, things in life, a- anything I can say or you can do, Freddie Mercury has already done better. So there's a Queen, I love this song. Radio Gaga. The best part. Just is...
5: listen to music for the rest of the day.
4: The best part of this video, by the way, is the sequence. It is with
5: flaming.
4: Well, and what. But, but except for this one weird scene they have. About halfway through where there's all of these hot girls ripping Freddie Mercury's shirt off.
5: I like it when he has the huge stash and he's like dancing around in his like shiny pants.
4: You know the weird thing about Freddie Mercury? I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Freddie Mercury. The weird thing is how when he had long hair and was wearing flowing robes and nail polish, everybody was like, what a man's man he is. But then as soon as he cut his hair and grew a mustache, like, he's so gay. That doesn't
5: make any sense, actually. No
4: one ever thought he was gay when he had long hair and nail polish. It was only when he cut his hair... And grew facial hair. They're like, that guy is completely gay.
5: It's the stash. It's the YMCA stash. The real MFA stash.
4: It is.
2: What a great song. Aaron
5: uh, burned me a Queen CD once. That's one of favorite Queen songs. So I listened to it constantly. my really. mm. okay, It's
2: 503
4: 732 Five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. Five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. If you are just joining us today, if you're just joining us today, because people, as we say all day, uh, in and out, listen sometimes, not others sometimes. And by the way, uh, just think about it this way: I guess if you're just joining us, that is good and bad uh It's bad because then you get to uh hear the suck here just a second it's also good I guess because you've uh spent the last three hours and sixteen minutes not being depressed so that's another three hours uh, of happiness that you had hopefully um so this is Tim Riley's last day on the Rick Emerson radio program at least for now um and the future is the future and i'm not gonna Speculate right now, except to say that who knows um uh, for now, this is how it is, and for tomorrow uh that's how it is, and beyond that, uh everyone will have to wait and see, and I don't say that to be like dangling hope or lack of hope or whatever, but it's just uh, everyone
5: has to wait and see, including ourselves
4: there's a lot of things that remain to be uh resolved or whatever over the next however many weeks, and we'll see. We'll see what happens at that point. But whatever happens or doesn't happen in the coming weeks, months m- you know, we're not in the coming weeks months. We are here today on Monday, December eighth. Mm-hmm. And so Monday, December eighth, uh it was Tim Riley's last day on the program, and he was here till about one if you're just tuning in, I apologize. He was here till about one o'clock. So you can always go back and listen to the podcast. It's nine seventy dot AM. Um and you can listen, yeah, you can listen to me uh, it, it, about four minutes into today's program. You can hear me completely uh, fail to uh, keep my professional demeanor, and you can hear me blubbering like a girl. No, so that'll be fun.
5: <laughs> you did a good job. You pulled it back together really well.
4: Wow, I, I can was... i to turn
5: off my microphone because I'm sitting over here like a child.
4: I'm not trying to make it about like, oh, it's so hard for me, who still has a job. Uh, but it was... Um... So that makes the second time uh, in the history of this program that I've uh, completely failed to keep my composure, so... Well done, Rick Emerson. Well, it's
5: hard. He's like a family member.
4: Yes. Yes, he is. So we never
5: get to see him because we live in the dirty southeast. Because
4: I don't go go to Tennisborn.
5: His his bungalow in Tennisborn. You know, even
4: the last time we were all unemployed, when we were unemployed in 2005, Tim and I did this one podcast together. It was me and Tim and Scott Daly. And I drove, Jesus, and I drove to Tennisborn. And it just seemed like miles. I mean, not miles, but it seemed like hours to get there. But it just seemed like I had to drive forever. It was just unreal, um, but that um, was my point. Oh, so, and here's the other thing, and this is really more to Sarah and myself than anybody else. There is, uh, later today, there's going to be the whole other wave of this because there's X number of people who listen to the podcast who don't get to hear us during the day, you know, people who maybe work at night or they just can't listen during the day, and so we get people who are like, they go home. First thing I do when I go home is listen to the podcast of the show, best part of my day until now. So uh, I fully expect throughout the next 24 hours and longer to hear just a long wave of people who have just uh, just heard the news. So uh, anyway, Um, so uh, but I will recap this several times today and tomorrow that it sucks. It wasn't the decision of anybody in Portland. Nobody, and, and even though I say nobody in Portland, nobody anywhere at CBS wanted this to happen. We, and I say we are at this station, AM 970, we have spent the bulk of this year dodging the bullets, being spared from a lot of the things that have happened to the industry and to CBS, and we have been very lucky this year so far. Uh, We were, you know, we were able to avoid a lot of the unpleasantness that happened to people in this industry, people in other industries, to people we know, friends of ours, here and elsewhere throughout this year that were let go or that saw things reduced or diminished. Happened to a lot of people, a lot of people that we knew and a lot of people we just know because you work in radio and you see their names and then one day you see their name next to was let go today. And for January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, uh, we avoided all that. And uh, as Hunter Thompson you know he's the he there's there's a hundred uh, somebody said there's a Godfather quote for anything there usually is a Hunter Thompson quote for every for everything uh, for any eventuality or situation. Um, you know uh, Hunter says something along the lines of um, in the in the end everyone is called and in the end everyone is chosen. And so we avoided it all year until now, and it is a financial decision. And as somebody said earlier, uh, in the end, we all work for we all work for one guy. And I guess that's an oversimplification. But nobody wanted this, but it is here regardless. Um, and today, for now, there's nothing to be done about it. Tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, next week, next month, next year, who knows? But that's where we are today, if you are just joining us. If you're not just joining us, I'm sorry for making you listen to that whole thing for like the 50th time, but... That's just how it's going to be. Uh, hi, you're on The Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Uh,
12: yeah, I'd just like to say, uh, remember, remember the 8th of December. Bastard. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I'd also like to say uh, you should do a Best of Tim Riley for tomorrow if you don't got anything going on.
4: Hey, well.
5: That is not a bad idea. That would yeah. let me
4: stay at home and just weep into my pillow. Uh, uh,
5: that's what I'm going to do.
4: Well, look at it this way. I mean, somebody already asked what about the best ofs, what about Christmas, uh, You know, are you going to play behind the Christmas and the Ebenezer, I barely knew her? And the answer to some of that is absolutely, because here's the thing. T- Tim is gone right now, today. Yeah. But we're not going to erase him from the show's history. He's a part of the show's history, always will be. I feel
5: like you won't hear him again. And that, yeah.
4: that's the other thing, man. It's not like this is the last day you're going to hear from him. Right now, I mean, goddamn, who knows? I mean, the economy could just get worse forever and never get better. The no. economy could improve immediately the economy could have proven three years, uh, you know, uh, you know, you're going to hear from Tim again, you know, maybe on this show, maybe elsewhere, but you know, we're going to hear from him, uh, in the short term, obviously we would never, ever, ever pretend he wasn't, wasn't here. Uh, just like we don't pretend that Matt Peterson wasn't here or Christina or, you know, anybody, any of the 50 billion people that have worked on this show over the last, however long, um, obviously Tim and Sarah and Richie, myself, and, you know, the, especially the core of of Tim and Sarah, myself have been together for a long time, and that uh, you know, obviously, that's on a different, I don't want to say a different class, but you know, it's different than some of the other other folks in that just it's a different combination, and I think in some ways the the perfect magical combination that we found. That being yeah. said, t- you'll hear Tim on best Ups probably because we got Christmas coming up soon, and I know that at least Christmas Day and the day after we're going to be gone because I get to go to Utah. Um, you know, and so you'll hear Tim's voice there, undoubtedly, and that may be yeah. hard for some people, or it may be bittersweet, or it may be difficult to listen to, but, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend that, and we would never want to pretend that he wasn't here, and on Behind the Christmas and all that stuff. I mean, he's part of the timeline of the yeah. Rick Emerson Show, and whatever happens in the future always will be, so.
17: Yeah. Anyway. Amen to that. All, all right, right. Thank you.
3: Thank you, sir. Right.
4: Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. What's up?
17: Hi, Rick, thanks for taking my call. Sarah. Hello. Um, we are all going to miss Tim. Um, I myself am a thirty five year career broadcaster. It's happened to me. There's only two kinds of people that work in broadcasting, and those are uh, the ones who have been let go, and those are the ones and the other side of that is the ones who are going to be let go. Um,
4: <laughs> Thank I, you thanks so much.
17: Yeah, well, you both know you've been victims of that, and you know the longer you stay in the industry uh it will most likely happen again. I'm not trying to be a harbinger of doom, but it is the reality of broadcasting these days and In fact, I was speaking with a friend of mine who's a consultant in Boston um, finding and placing uh, sales executives, and uh, he said that there was an article in a magazine or actually it's a daily news organ of the television business called Spots and dots that uh, the Tribune broadcasting company rick the c w uh is having very severe I can't challenges. tell you how
4: glad they probably are that everybody's mentioned that uh, multiple times today. That's Yeah, yeah,
17: yeah, yeah. Well, uh again, we're all going to miss um Mr. Riley. He was a really I I didn't really know how to listen to him at first, but I grew to really love his presentation and uh through that your show, I'm a daily listener and um Hey, it is the way it goes, and, Sarah, as I said to you, I think on a previous call, it wouldn't be a bad time to looking into some nursing classes.
4: You remember, there's always work at the post office. Thank you, sir. Oh, I have no desire to be a nurse. Oh, God.
5: Barista, maybe. I'm not bandaging it.: anyway. Well, you know,
4: if you're a nurse, you can snag yourself at Timmy Ryan. Oh. Uh, let's see. Oh, just FYI, so that factory said, it's a manufacturer, not a car company in Chicago, that was forced to close due to lack of credit the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago are now cutting ties to Bank of America till they restore credit to the company or pay the benefits people are entitled to so I guess the theory is the workers are feeling like they're getting uh, shafted out of benefits et cetera so they won't leave the factory they're or you know they're, they're still there they uh, anyway they're um yeah, they're just should we talk about yesterday yesterday for a few minutes before yeah and then we'll get some more calls and you know people have asked Jesus it's two thirty
2: yeah
4: for good or bad um maybe good uh people have asked what we're going to do tomorrow and I've said kind of jokingly you know Tune in, and we'll all figure it out at the same time. You know, uh, the show goes on, and, you know, it goes without saying that that's no slight to Tim or anybody. Um, but but probably nobody is served by this show just vanishing tomorrow. Um, you know, and, and certainly Tim doesn't want that to happen, wouldn't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one's life is made better by this show just ending at 3 o'clock today and not being back tomorrow. That doesn't make anybody any happier. So a different show nonetheless in many ways, but a show regardless, and that's tomorrow. So we'll figure out tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, For today, so, yeah, we'll talk a bit about yesterday, uh, which is kind of when the rubber met the road, you know, in in a lot of ways, only because... A, the last time this happened, it was to all of us, and we didn't really get a chance to to talk about it at all. And B, because, uh, you know, this is a conversation happening in a lot of households. And Tim, God bless him, who is just a gracious professional at the very end of the day. While we were all blubbering over Tim uh, and, uh, you know, and, and whatever, uh, Tim, of course, like the pro that he is, Never once said anything like that. Tim just kept talking about how this is happening to a lot of people. And let's not forget, this is happening to Americans everywhere right now, which is true. Um, And a lot of households are having conversations about, you know, how how are we going to do this with with one income or no income? And a lot of businesses in every industry are having conversations like this one, you know, about like, hey, just so you know, so-and-so is no longer with us, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it, it just, um, you know, I don't think uh, Sarah and I, you talked about, Sarah and I talked about this, but I don't think either of us slept last night very well. I can't speak for Tim. Uh, you know, I told Richie, you know, last night at like 11 o'clock, I'm like, hey, here's here's the deal.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Here's what's going to happen. I waited until after his drag show performance thing on Musicology last night because I didn't want to sort of color that. Um you know and uh it was a little bit it was it was yesterday was it was a difficult day yesterday in a in a lot of ways um i i also have to apologize to all everybody who worked so hard on the radio play the CBS radio theater last night i apologize that your whole kind of triumph is now being overshadowed by this ick so i apologize because i will take a moment here to say that a i think the podcast of last night's CBS radio theater is up I think it's up now on the station page. I'll link to it on my site later. I should say you know that that was a, really a triumph. It was amazing. It was uh, beyond amazing. It was fantastic. Uh, you know, and it was it was great to it was great to uh, it was great to for a couple hours last night while those guys were getting ready to do the the CBS radio theater and just that mad rush of details and panic and excitement and adrenaline to get that show on the air, a live radio program, a live radio drama, two of them actually, you know, to, it was nice to have a couple hours of radio, I don't mean to sound overly jaded about it, uh, you know, because this, this show is and, and has been, you know, a lot of a lot of times the very embodiment of what I think radio should be. Yesterday was a stressful day, though, Uh, and it was nice to to see that radio play come together last night and to see radio for at least one solid hour in just its absolute, purest, most wonderful, magical form, Um, exactly the way that it can be and should be. So my hat is off to Aaron Duran, Jason Crump. um, I know I'll leave somebody off, uh, uh, James Robinson, Kristen Holovnia, Sarah Moon, Court and Fatboy,
5: we got the really cool name. Cable
4: Hashitani, um, uh, Clyde Lewis. Um, uh, um, um, God, I suck. Bobby Winchell. Um, I apologize to whoever it is I'm inevitably forgetting. My please, it's, don't take it personally. My brain is a little mushy today. So congratulations to you guys. It's on the podcast. Everybody should listen to last night's CBS Radio Theater. Um, it was really something exceptional. Uh, a superhero drama followed by a zombie drama, and I got to say. Just for one moment, I'll take a time out to say, even having read that script a dozen times, having heard all the dress rehearsals, having heard all the sound effects being worked on, there's a moment in AZ, which is the. And we'll talk about the Crimson Missile in a that second, you too. About? Yeah, there was a, yeah, there's a moment in that. Yeah, exactly. Is that okay. moment I told you about. In that AZ last night on CBS Radio Theater, which, again, you can hear at 970.am via podcast, there's a moment that just is so unbelievably terrifying. I listened back to it three different times after it aired. I went back and I listened to a recording of it three times, and it was just off the charts terrifying. And I knew that it was just a bunch of people here in the room making sound effects noises and going, uh, you know, with their mouths. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew it was just like Fat Boy and James and Aaron. It doesn't matter. It was was transportive. It was. It was just exceptional. Uh, And uh, The Adventures of the Crimson Mist, starring Clyde Lewis, as The Crimson Mist, was really, like, listening to 1943 it really was in every sense like listening to a radio broadcast from 65 years ago it was just and i keep using the word magical probably too much but it really was i
5: have incorporated magical into my lexicon way too much i say it constantly now
4: and you know that was true so i uh, hats off to those guys please go listen to the podcast 970.am and let's be honest you all need some escape some escapist entertainment right now and that that's a good place to find it and uh, I'm sorry that that kind of got overshadowed by this today, but those guys really did a great job. So, you know, but yesterday, I, uh, last night I talked to to Richie and Sarah and I had, uh, you know, the long, unpleasant conversation yesterday about, uh, you know, hey, hey g- guess what, guess what we get to do Monday?
5: And we're like sitting up there stoically in the boardroom and it's like abandoned here.
4: And yeah, just, just sitting, sitting there just
5: like, so what the hell do we do?
4: And, you know, frankly, please don't let anybody take this the wrong way. You know, uh, when I told Sarah, "I'm like, hey, so we need to meet about something," which is almost never good news, and you know, and, and you know, and it's like at that moment you want more than anything to be meeting and having that conversation in a bar mm-hmm. because you want to drink and smoke until you are uh, filled with cancer and booze. But I
5: don't know Sam suggested so like my father's place. Anything trashy and gross.
4: And I, you know, and and you know, I had the horrible. I I had to say, you know what. Let's meet at work, because what I didn't want is for me to be talking to Sarah about this and for us to be just working through it in our heads. And, you know, uh, you know, because Sarah and I, and it, you know, it, it,
5: we're pr- fairly predictable. You know,
4: and and also well, and just you know, and Sarah and I were meeting yesterday. I mean, and obviously, you know, Tim, Tim already, you know, it goes without saying that that was that was, you know, Tim had already learned and accepted, and I won't say accepted, but I mean, it, that obviously everybody is. You know the conversation at a certain point you know you know the th- those those things those things are told and happened in experience in waves, and you know once things were i guess I don't know what the word is got rolling <laughs> got rolling, you know, and Tim was comfortable with you know other people being being brought in on that because you know again Tim is a pro and he knew that that had to happen. Sarah and I had the conversation yesterday afternoon. Uh, I talked to Richie last night. And uh, I told Sarah, I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, I don't want to meet in public because what I don't want to do is for you and I to be processing and working this out and, and just getting our heads around everything while, God forbid, some listeners like in the next the next book, best show ever. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, you know, what's this about Tim? So we just met here and in this conference room that was just I mean, it's Sunday, so of course the station's empty. But, I mean, it felt even spookier because the station just was deserted.
5: It did. It was completely abandoned. And the lights are off, you know, and, like, we're just having to turn on light switches as we're walking through this dark building. And I,
4: you know, so much of we've talked uh, kind of jokingly about I've lost, uh, you know, some weight recently because I'm trying to eat more responsibly and trying to, I've done two things. I've tried not to eat after dinner, like I tried not to snack while watching TV because I was doing three things. I, there were three bad habits I had eating whenever I watch TV, to the point that if I didn't have anything to eat and I was going to be watching like The Shield or whatever, I would actually get in my car and go to the store and buy food to eat while watching it because I had TV and food so linked in my head like a lot of people.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I would eat when I was sort of bored, sitting around waiting for somebody, waiting for a meeting, waiting for a thing. Hey, I'm bored. Let's eat some Doritos. And I would eat when I was stressed out, Like again, like a lot of people. And I cut those three things out over the last few months, which you know has helped me you know kind of slim down a bit. Uh, just because I was eating so much crap. But that all has kind of gone by the wayside recently. Um, So Sarah and I got together, and I was like, you know, before we do anything else, can we go to the Plaid Pantry? i want to buy some candy. Which, and I don't and so even you like buy, candy. I buy like
5: candy in a Vito, and I buy a big bottle of water and a pack of cigarettes. And I don't even like <laughs> Those sweet are stuff. Those were respective uh,
4: <coughs> diets. Totally. And I, you know, I don't have a sweet tooth or anything, but I'm never there yet. I'm, and what did I do? We're in the candy aisle at the Plaid Pantry, and I'm looking, i want like, I want a Heath bar. And I can't find one that's big enough. I'm like, I demand to buy the king size. And Sarah goes, you could just buy two regulars. I'm like, I'm going to do it. Uh, and So I bought myself like this massive pile of Heath Bar and a Viso. And, and Sarah bought water and cigarettes. And we just sat yesterday and tried to figure out, like, what the F, man? What the F? And, uh, you know. And and there's it no. It's kind
5: of ended like this too, or everything like you you say all you need to say, and then it kind of tapers off when we sat there silently for a bit.
4: And then we, uh, you know, uh, and then and then you know you just uh, uh, you know you realize that there is no answer, you know. And I hate all of the, you know all those phrases. The journey is the destination, and whatever. Um, but you know, it was just the conversation itself was the point, I guess maybe, because we never. We never figured out, and I guess it would have been unrealistic to expect this. We didn't come out of yesterday. You know, Sarah and I talking about any sort of like, and here's a perfect plan for going forward. I mean, mm-hmm. what the, you know, I mean, because there's, there's no plan. There's no whatever. So, and to bring it all back around to how I started this segment, this conversation is happening in a lot of different households right now, and there's a lot of people, and I can only say this because Tim said it himself, so I will repeat what Tim said earlier. Tim said, you know, there are people worse off than Tim, worse off than any of us, but, you know, uh, this is not, this is a thing that that doesn't really leave anybody unscathed, Mm -hmm. so, uh, let's get a few of these, then we'll break, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show, hello,
1: hey, how's it going, Rick,
4: what's up,
2: so,
16: you know, I was just thinking about this, and I was thinking about, you know, it's really too bad that there wasn't some kind of toilet humor radio show in the morning, maybe they could cut out and bring Tim back instead. That's, let's
4: all uh, let's all stay on the same team, sir.
16: <laughs> let's all
4: row in the same direction, please.
16: It is a good time to buy coffee cups. So
8: that's it. Thanks.
4: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello.
8: Hey guys. What's up? A um, couple things. One, I firmly believe that the Rick Emerson show is at least in Portland, and at least for the radio I've heard, kind of, it's like the last great hope for real local community radio uh i've worked in radio i love the business i'll work in radio again someday but with the automation and the voice tracking and the cost cutting it's it just seems that the business model is is pushing listeners away it's not engaging them it's not it's not reaching out to them and giving giving a voice like like the rick emerson show does and i think with the loss of tim just, just one more cold fist of reality that you know radio, the radio business is indeed a business, and until these these companies—and I'm not talking about CBS in particular—but I'm talking about radio conglomerates in gener- general—until they realize that you have to engage your audience in order to keep them, you're just—they're just going to keep pushing listeners away. So,
4: well, I well, thank you for the for. for... I'll put it that. Thank you for the compliments about the show, and and again, another, like the you know how great we are, but we do try to. And I'll say that, like for me, you know, it's been it's 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 been a trial and error thing. I mean, I think we all know that I I did some versions of the show like years ago that sucked, or at least weren't you know weren't weren't didn't click the way that this version did. And I think it's because at a certain point, all of us, Tim, Sarah, myself, you know, Sarah, um, you know, Sarah certainly at a certain point went through a couple different kinds of broadcasting that she found that maybe didn't work for her and that were not to her liking, uh, both in radio and on, in other media. And Tim and I have both certainly done any number of formats in any number of places at any number of stations, and we all at the same time kind of figured out not just what we wanted to do, but I think most importantly, we all figured out at the same time what we didn't want to do and what kind of radio we didn't want to do. Right. And I think more people just need to... They just need, you know, you got to... Whenever you ignore the still... What the Mormons call the still small voice inside, whenever you ignore the voice inside, you get effed. And I think more people in this industry need to follow the still small voice inside that says, here's maybe how how, how you ought to do it in terms of, you know, presenting a show like this one. You uh, know, I'm not talking about the marketing side of thing or anything. I'm just saying, you know, figuring out what what sounds real to an audience you know you're,
8: you're absolutely right but uh, also a second thing on a completely unrelated note i was on the campus of clackamas community college this weekend and there's one vantage point where if you look around you see nothing but either college buildings or a big giant budweiser sign
4: well that is clackamas in a nutshell sir
8: it certainly is best show ever tim riley is my god
4: thank you my friend let's take a break here we'll come back after this It's uh, 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Don't go anywhere.
3: A man named Fam with a fan. As he whistles the gun out of his hands. I don't understand. Mr. Fam was beaten with a fan.
4: What is going on in this news story?
3: Well, our shooting suspect is badly hurt after he knocked down the door. Well, the man in the bedroom is waiting, and his weapon of choice? An oscillating fan. An oscillating fan. Well, the man in the bedroom is waiting and. His weapon of choice, an oscillating fan. An oscillating fan. Mister Fan was greeted by a man armed with an oscillating fan. He beats the suspect down the stairs with the oscillating fan. Fan like ham? Right. Okay. Armed with an oscillating fan. Dong Fan. Okay. The victim of the fan attack. Back up for a second. An oscillating fan. An oscillating fan. Okay. Mister Dong Fan. Ham with a p in front of it, which makes it a fan. An oscillating fan. An oscillating fan. Okay. An oscillating
2: fan.
3: Okay. Mr. Fan no. and the Fan. Mr. Dong Fan. Okay. All right. <laughs> who would even think to do that? A
5: genius.
4: Uh, really honestly. So, uh so there's that's like layers of genius because it's it Tim realized the greatness of the story and then um is that the that's uh, Calvin who put that together, right? Mm-hmm. He of the, the, the very
5: gifted Calvin. White
4: wheat sourdough is muffin bread. bagel. Uh, and whatnot. All right, how long do we have you? Two. All right, pardon me.
2: All
4: right. Well.
2: Well, oh, that was yeah.
5: today's show.
4: <laughs> and that's the way it is. Monday, December eighth, two thousand eight. Uh, so if you're just joining us, it sucks to be you. You get to learn <laughs> everything bad.
5: Oh, you know this is just the beginning too. With like podcasts oh. and
4: seriously. WTF? Um. So there you go and uh as we've said throughout today's program uh for now that's the way it is tomorrow is tomorrow beyond that is the future and uh and i and i and i mean this just just as much and as little as this as this sentence says which is it uh, who knows the future is the future and we will see what ha- unfolds in the next weeks months uh you know whatever uh until then that is where we are so uh we want to thank everybody Uh, for listening, and uh, we do actually want to take a a moment and once again thank Dave McDonald and CBS Radio Portland who recognize how much uh, this sucks and how hard this is and who did what is not unheard of but very, 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 very rare but meaningful uh, in allowing Tim to come on and have a final show with us and to say goodbye because...
5: That was
11: important.
4: And we all know what it's like to not get a chance to say goodbye on the radio. And frankly, uh, you all know what it's like to not get a chance to hear someone say goodbye. So that means a lot. And uh, tomorrow is tomorrow, and we'll get through it uh, one day at a time, as they say. Uh, Our thanks, of course, to Tim Riley himself, who um, we will hear from sooner rather than later. So in the meantime, in between time, um, this is Rick Emerson and Sarah Dillon and Richie Bristol saying
9: We're told You better listen to the radio I want to fight the hand that feeds me. I want to fight that hand so badly I want to make them wish they never send me Some of my friends sit around every evening And they worry about the times ahead everybody else is overwhelmed By indifference and in the promise of an early bed You either shut up or get cut out They don't want to hear about it It's only inches on the real to real And the radio is in the hands of such a lot of fools Trying to anesthetize the way
2: that you feel Radio is a sound salvation Radio is cleaning up the nation Say so you better listen to the voice. of What's so The KOTK Newsroom. Here's your Northwest update.